Driving that coach. 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 Hello, hello again, folks, and welcome to another edition of Dropping That Culture with J.D. and A.J. I am J.D. And I'm A.J. All right, and welcome back to another edition of our show, uh, the second one of 2020. We're very, very happy to have you guys back with us. And as it happens, our first part two. Yeah, it is our first part two. But uh, before we actually get into that, we still got some uh, regular segments on the show. And also we got some news for you guys. So let's go ahead and break into that. Now the first one, of course, a favorite of the show, Seven Degrees of Eddie Murphy, where I can connect any uh, major American film star uh, within seven movies to the great Eddie Murphy. Like I said, it's a variation of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but I like this better. Uh, so, so does everybody. You damn right, you damn. <laughs> All right, so uh, what names do you got for me today? I'm going to start with Ann Archer. Ann As Archer. I knock over. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. It wasn't a real earthquake. Yeah, no, it was not a real <laughs> earthquake. Uh, apparently, We're trying out a new setup today, <laughs> and it uh, didn't quite work out for and half a second there. And apparently AJ has very shoddy reflexes. Apparently. Yeah. All right, so uh, going to Ann Archer, you said? Ann Archer. Oh, that's super simple. Ann Archer was in Patriot Games with Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson wasn't coming to America with Eddie Murphy. That was super simple. That was like ridiculous. I know you. Simple. I know you're trying to use complicated, but uh, I can do. I can do another simple one with Ann Archer. Ann Archer okay. was in The Art of War with Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes was in, was in uh, Dolomite Is My Name with Eddie Murphy. So two two ones. Okay. All right. So give me another star, sir. Mm, Kate Bosworth. Oh god. Okay. Is that a little bit of something? No, I, I still get it. Okay, Kate Bosworth. I'm I'm sorry. Just I, <laughs> I, I have to take a personal note because I still I still feel to that she's the worst Lois Lane ever. <laughs> I I hate it. It's I pretty hate bad. It. I hated her as Lois Lane. Pretty bad. Plus her head was too big for a body. Can God. you connect her through Superman? Yeah, that's actually where the direction I'm going. <laughs> so Kate Bosworth was in Superman Returns with Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey was in Horrible Bosses. With uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is in Dreamgirls with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, once once you get to Jamie Foxx, it's pretty much... Actually, let me be specific. A Horrible Boss is two. Because, yeah, Jamie Foxx... He was in both of them. Was he? Yeah. I just watched the first one the other night. Oh. That's how they know to go back to him in Horrible Bosses, too. Horrible Bosses or Horrible Bosses, too. Either way, Jamie Foxx. It connects. Yeah, gotcha. All right, so that's uh, that's two. Ann Archer and uh, what's the name? K. Bosworth. Another one. Give me one more. All right, one for, more, man. for the last one, it's probably going to be too too simple, but... Let's do it. Let's see. Tom Cruise. Not as simple as you would think. No, it's, I'm sure it's going to be more simple. Mm, oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I could go the route that you're going. I, I know. I know. I think I know exactly where you're going with that, but I'm going to go another route. Um, Tom pa- uh, Maypother. Thomas Cruise Maypother the Fourth. Yes, which is that a, is accurate. That's so fucking horrible. <laughs> Tom Cruise is a good choice. <laughs> okay, Tom. You need stage name. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise was in. Let's go with this. Uh, this was in 
Yeah, yeah, I know. I not, now I know there's another way you going. Tom Cruise was in Tropic Thunder with Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller was in Tyler Heights with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I was also going to go, <laughs> you could also go the Jamie Foxx route with him, too, because they were in Collateral together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's what that's why I initially thought you were going, but yeah, I, either way. But uh, yeah, Tom Cruise. All I'll, right, so. I'll be honest, I think I probably watched Tropic Thunder too much because that's where my brain went. Player. I was going Ben Stiller. Player. Player. <laughs> With the G5. <laughs> yeah. I need the G5. Player. <laughs> and a lot of money. You're so stupid. Apple bottom jeans. <laughs> With that little stupid little yeah. slapping dance he was doing, yeah. But that was actually one of my that, favorite Tom Cruise. That is my favorite Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise role, yeah. Cause of all uh, time. Yeah, that's great. It's hilarious. Actually, my favorite Tom Cruise role of all time after Collateral is actually uh, uh, Lestat in- interview with a vampire. You know what? Uh, for me, it's it's Tropic Thunder. I know it's weird. Mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder followed immediately by Collateral. And then actually, um, I, I kind of liked. Uh, oh shoot, what was the name of the one where it's uh, it's it's the true story about the uh, the German coup to take out Hitler? I know what you're talking. You know about. the one I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I forgot the name of the movie. It was like a whole big thing to get it made in Germany because the whole Scientology thing was like an issue because Germans didn't. You know, they're not. They're yeah, not I, I remember the whole thing with Tom Cruise in the uniform. Somebody and out shit. there screaming it at the. At oh, the, pretty sure they are, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I would. That's that's what you call the streets, folks. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, the streets. What was that? That was a cigar. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, cool. All right, so we got a, a seven degrees of Eddie I, Murphy I would, for this. I'd be week. willing to bet nobody even heard it hit because <laughs> of where the microphone is. But whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, cool. well, cool. we'll find out. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we got seven degrees of Eddie Murphy. Now let's knock out. Uh, let's bring back another one. WWBS. What would Busey say? Hmm? Now, do you have a subject for Busey? Well, it was nice to find out what he hated last time. Okay. Now, given our new segment we're getting ready to roll into, mm-hmm. and the fact that, as far as I'm, I'm aware, Mr. Busey has been snubbed by the Academy oh, every yeah, year, yeah, yeah. what would Busey say about the Oscars? <sighs> the goddamn Academy Awards. Every fucking year I sit there and I watch this hedonistic goddamn bullshit everybody's sucking everybody's dick metaphorically speaking of course if they were sucking each other's dicks it'd be a lot more interesting to watch to be honest with you but just watching these people just glam about themselves over and over and over again about bullshit movies that nobody sees uh like fucking like remember that one uh, uh the english patient do you know one person that watched that fucking movie, but it won like 20 fucking Academy Awards? It's fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> Every year they have some shit like that, and it pisses me off. You want to talk about stuff that pisses me off? That pisses me off. There's a lot of other movies out there that could have got better consideration for the goddamn Academy. Personally speaking, I think Avengers Endgame should have got it. Because number one, I love Thanos. I really connected with him. I mean, I've had fatalistic uh, ideas as well. Like, I can't tell you how many times I have wanted to destroy the universe and remake it in my image. I think that is something, a goal that I would love to achieve. And I think, it, I think the universe, just like Thanos, I think the universe will be grateful to me for it. I mean, come on, man. What, what, what we got this year? Uh, Parasite. What was that shit? Uh, actually, I've heard it was pretty good. <laughs> well, I, and uh, I, I will give you 1917 is actually really good, too. 
I'll give you that shit. But all the other bullshit I've never heard of. What's that shit, marriage story? Like fucking Kramer versus Kramer again, motherfucker. That's basically what the movie is. It's bullshit. And then sit there and watch people like goddamn Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep who've won 20 fucking Academy Awards by themselves, you know, sit there and engage in this heat nihilistic bullshit, hedonistic bullshit. I can't stand it. Yeah, I got snubbed a couple times. I'm not being bitter here, folks. I'm not being bitter at all, even though they should have not named me for goddamn Black Sheep or at least the Buddy Holly story. Uh, it's bullshit, man. Tiger blood. Well, at least we finally got two things he hates. Here's your Academy Awards Well, I mean, you know, to be fair, there's always somebody that's that's being forgotten. Yeah, and this I mean, is, yeah. It took, took forever for, for Spike Lee. Yes, it did. And, of course, it wasn't even for his best work. Exactly. So uh, that they got that out the way last year. It's going to be another one of those Oscars so white years, apparently. Well, you know, it's what happens when the Academy tends to be. And you know, actually, I had this conversation uh, a few years back with our friend Phil. Mm-hmm. The problem isn't entirely or just with what's happening on the nomination side. The real problem is there's a lack of, of black films just in general, mm-hmm. right? I mean, actually, there's real lack in, in terms of films that are anything but white. Yeah. Because arguably, arguably, with Parasite in the running, right, even mm-hmm. though it's in the foreign language category, you can talk about, okay, well, so that's this great film, came out of Korea, all that different stuff. The mm-hmm. reality is, in fact, when you go back to the, the original controversy, right, mm-hmm. everybody's freaking out because both of the black films for the year didn't get nominated. Only one of them got nominated, or they were both getting snapped, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, and my response was, shouldn't everyone be more pissed off that there was only two black films? Yeah. Because, like, and that's the real bullshit of it all. It's, like, mm-hmm. every... It's the most ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. Every five years, somebody has to come along, make a decent film yeah. that's actually got something to say. Mm-hmm. And then everybody freaks out and goes, oh my God, isn't this amazing? And look at all the critical success and it's making money in theaters and everything else like mm-hmm. that. And then they forget or they ignore. Mm-hmm. And then you go on a five-year drought. Yeah, And I mean, yeah. talk about an audience that's yeah. starved, right? Yeah, damn right we are, man. Like freaking like, when, like I said, last year when Black Panther came out, we came out in the droves. So that right there shows you there is money in black film. Like freaking like, Give us a shot, man. Like for sure. Tyler Perry had to go outside the goddamn studio system, make his own shit. You know what I'm saying? That's where pretty much all the black people are going now. Is going down to Tyler Perry Studios. Even fucking people at Marvel. Like fucking. That's what I think. A lot of like Black Panther was shot there. Avengers Endgame was shot there. I think little bits of uh, of Black Widow was shot there. Were they were they on Pinewoods or were they at Tyler Perry when they're doing um, Bad Boys and uh, No, that was that was uh, Tyler Perry. See, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah. it makes sense. He's built something incredible down there, number one. Yeah. Number two, the, the other half of this thing, is again, it's what drives me absolutely batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. There's, and I think people don't like to talk about this a lot, but it's a reality. Yeah. So much of independent film. So that's anything that's not going to be Warner's, not going to be Paramount. Those guys, they only do, they only do tent poles. Yeah. They don't have any, I mean, they release all kinds of stuff, but if they had their druthers, if they could make a decision in the executive office, executive suite, mm-hmm. all they would do is release films. The reality is you can't make a tentpole without them because it's so damn expensive. Yeah. So all they care about and all they do is the tentpoles. Yeah. 
the way you finance everything else in film, it's done primarily through a mixture of uh, foreign pre-sales. So you're putting together contracts with foreign buyers mm -hmm. overseas. Um, and then, obviously, if you can find it, right, you're going to go get your money from uh, investors up front. You know, somebody's got that rich uncle or you mm -hmm. know, there's actually companies, producers, that that's all they specialize in. Yeah, Texans. And then, yeah, well, Texans or, I mean, just other guys who've done really well in mm -hmm. software, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're going to go out and try to find yourself some production incentives. Yeah. Now, that first one I was talking about, the foreign pre-sales, that's where, that's where the real problem lies. And the reason is... Most of those guys, unless you're talking about, you know, something that's going to be really big story-driven, which is really hard to come by, mm -hmm. they're only looking at names. And the reality is, because I've, I've pitched stuff before and I've been told this, the reality is there's a select number of straight-up white names, and that's the only thing that will sell for in pre-sale. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I've been told to my face, even though I had... No chance of getting Denzel, mm -hmm. no contact to Denzel, yeah. that even with Denzel attached, there's no way they would have anything to do with me on that film. Jesus. And it's because, they said, he wouldn't sell well enough in these particular territories. And that's sad to hear, man. Yeah, and it's, and it's Western Europe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, as much as they want to talk shit and say, you know, we're backward or we're slow, we're dragging ass, whatever over here, mm -hmm. I, I, I never thought, especially in Hollywood, I'd run into that, but mm -hmm. there you go. That is it. And speaking of Hollywood, let's go ahead and get into dropping that news. Dropping that news. <laughs> <laughs> so the big news right now in Hollywood, this past week, they announced the uh, nominees for this year's Oscars. I we've already spent time talking about that. A little bit, yeah. A little <laughs> bit, yeah. But um, I'm not really going to go down the whole listing of it because there's way too many things. But uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, hit the uh, highlights uh, number one being a film with the most nominations, Joker. Yep. Yep. And the nominations include Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Score, and of course, Best Actor, Joaquin Phoenix. And I'm very happy about that. So. Oh, uh, me, as, me as well. And you know the crazy thing, too? Todd Phillips is really the sleeper. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because he comes at it... From basically a purely comic background. Like yeah. That's what's made his bones. Mm -hmm. And he just comes in from out of nowhere. And honestly, it's got to drive Adam McKay a little bit crazy. Yeah. Because he tried his damnedest mm -hmm. with uh, the, the Big, big Short, short which yeah. was killer. And then he went completely off the reservation, went psycho with Vice. Oh, yeah. That got him some nominations, but still mm. couldn't get him there. And here comes Todd coming in and he's like, you know what? How about some original <laughs> based in the DC universe? <laughs> and oh, by the way, yeah, I'll take that uh, nomination. Yeah. Hey, yeah, he got the nomination, man. And he and well-deserved. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those killer like indie mm. films with mm. all kinds of great... If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Yeah. And because of the talk of uh, Joker, like I said, they've actually, I've actually uh, commented on this previous, but like there's been a lot of swell of it lately, that they're talking about Todd Phillips doing a Batman movie. Which set, I'm on setting, board with. Set in that same universe of Joker. Yeah. So let's see how the, his bat. Everybody's like, so how's Joker turned out? Let's see how his Batman would turn out. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing it would be his own thing. Uh, but also, uh, some congratulations go out to Scarlett Johansson. She uh, pulled one of the uh, rare things in Hollywood. She got a double nomination this year. Two different categories. Yeah, both for uh, Best Actress, Best Actress, uh, Best Actress, period, for Marriage Story. 
yeah. and Best Supporting Actress for the movie Jojo Rabbit, the Taika Waititi film. Yep. And uh, like I said, I've seen, of the two, I've only seen Marriage Story. She's great in it. She's fantastic in it. Uh, it's a very depressing movie, but <laughs> <laughs> but she is fantastic. And that's why it's nominated. Exactly, it's so depressing. You got to be so sad and like fucking just like, oh my god, this is so awful. There's no happy ending. Like, fuck. but this is life. This is real life here. Well, I was right? like, uh, what was it? American Beauty. Mm-hmm. I right? lo- I loved American Beauty. But no, but I'm saying it's like it's super sad and depressing the way that ends. If you haven't seen it by now, I mean, yeah. seriously, what the? But when Kevin. When Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. is shot to death by the dad next door, yeah, and like I mean, it was it was very well written, but again, right, it was right. one of those ones yeah. where it's just like right as his life, de- yeah. this is depressing yeah. slash beautiful, yeah, right as his life was getting finally getting, getting turned around and he gets killed, yeah, over some bullshit, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, another uh, thing that's going on right now because of the nominations, people are talking about the snubs, people that should have been nominated but didn't. Uh, and the main three names that have been popping up that I've seen on several articles, uh, Eddie Murphy for uh, Dolomite is my name. He didn't, Which he's, yeah. he should be used to it by now because if he's yeah. if he's gonna get snubbed for for Golden Girls, yeah, I mean Golden Globe. No Golden Girls, remember? He said Golden Girls. Wasn't that? Oh no! What was it? Uh, <laughs> Dream Girls. Sorry, sorry. I said the wrong one. Dream Girls. I'm thinking <laughs> he was not in the Golden Girls. Yeah, no, yeah. Dream, Dream Girl. Right? Thank Dream you Girls. for being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was a long day. I started at five this morning. We're keeping that. That's I'm not changing nothing. <laughs> but people, uh, people have a right to know how tired I am, but I'm still yeah. doing this because I love it. Yeah, I'm right, man. Mm-hmm. I love you for doing it, brother. But uh, freaking yeah, he uh, like I said, Eddie Murphy for Dolomite is my name. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. Now keep in mind, I only watched yeah. I watched that movie for the Jennifer Lopez cheekage, which there was a lot <laughs> of in that movie, and I do respect that. But comparatively speaking to most of her work, she was fantastic in it. She actually was very good in that movie. I vote so, for Geely. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she was awful in Geely. But she was actually great in this movie. She's probably our best acting thing since Selena, to be honest with you. Which is the only thing she should have ever been nominated yeah, for. Yeah, Selena. Yeah, she was great in Selena. That's, that's, that's my asshole opinion on it. But she was really good in Hustlers. So I'll give her that. And then the one that really is like glaring at people, Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems. And yeah. I've heard several people say that is a fantastic movie. I have yet to see it, but I'm going to check it out. It's top of my list for must watch. Everybody I've heard say anything about it says it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, from the snubs, uh, I think if I remember right, Netflix has the most nominations this year. I think they have got a total of twenty. Probably, I wouldn't doubt. Which it. puts them in a great spot, especially after all the fighting they did with yeah. the Academy last year. Yeah, the one I know for sure is like really getting a lot of the crazy nominations is Marriage Story, with her and Adam Driver. Uh, with oh sorry with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver yeah that's the one that's really getting the most attention right now, uh so yeah I, I, I can see that happening with Netflix and I know they getting I know they got a couple of documentaries that's also being nominated and stuff like that, yeah. uh but yeah like I said the Oscars gonna be around pretty soon I think February seventh I think it's the ceremony something along those lines, uh pretty soon though, uh so uh, I guess good luck to the nominees etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh one last thing I'd like to throw in because uh, I was uh. I was actually uh, out in Los Angeles last, uh, actually on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, for a book launch uh, called Secret Remains yeah. uh, for somebody who's uh, supporting the Cold Case Foundation who I do some work with. I was actually in the comments on that because I saw the videos and shit. Yeah, well, what was cool um, that she told me that I, I totally missed, um, so that documentary we were talking about before, and this is just 
me uh, sharing a little bit of what I think is kind of fun and interesting that's working out for me on the, the credit side of things. Apparently, uh, she told me I got a, uh, what was it, a special thanks and uh, The Confession Killer. Oh, on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, I would do that. I didn't even know. I just, I just helped him out with a couple of things, dropped off a few pictures here and there, did some scanning or whatever, and I just figured it was one of those things that, like... I got to check it out. I'd girl. never get anything, but somebody actually gave me a special thanks. So, My boy. All you right. Know, shout out to Taki and the guys. Thank you very much for that. That's what's up, fam. Hey, credit's a credit. Cold Case Foundation, correct? Yeah, with the Cold Case Foundation. Check us out yeah. on Facebook, all that. Uh, all right. Support us. Uh, those guys, if you've seen The Confession Killer mm-hmm. at the end. Um, <laughs> they look for AJ. <laughs> yeah, they're looking for, <laughs> look for AJ. They're, uh, <laughs> the the uh, Cold Case Foundation guys show up because um, they're working two cases that were involved in that. Uh, one's out of Lubbock, Texas. The other one's out of um, San Juan, New Mexico. Mm. They're actually, they're just kicking off right now a fundraiser. Um, they're trying to raise about 20 grand total they need to do some forensic testing on the one out of Lubbock and then they're actually working with the sheriff's department in New Mexico and they got to go back down there and do some stuff uh, spend some time on the ground with the team and everybody so mm-hmm. um, yeah if anybody's interested wants support jump into it if not like it share it you know spread it out on, on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, I don't get paid everybody over there is voluntary this mm-hmm. is just uh, doing good stuff catching bad bad guys so that's what's up man uh, also another big trailer that popped off this last week uh, especially I think in the like, last two days or whatever Morbius from Sony. Yeah. Now this is the latest in Mo- in uh, Sony's attempt to capu- cut to capitalize on the Spider Verse. <laughs> hey, that's all they got. They're gonna live there. Yeah, and they are actually doing very well with the Spider Verse right now, <laughs> especially after after the success of Spider Man Into the Spider Verse and the the real success, especially live action for them, Venom, which was very unexpected. But yeah, it really it was a very successful movie. And as a result, uh, they're doing another movie, uh, which is another <laughs> Spider-Man spinoff, Morbius. Morbius, or more accurately, Morbius the Living Vampire. Uh, this is another character. He's very similar to Venom. He started out as a Spider-Man villain. He's actually been around since the 70s. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, started out as a Spider-Man villain. But in recent years, especially in the comic books, he's been painted as you know the tragic anti-hero, yeah. vigilante type deal. Very similar to Venom. Uh, and also the character, which a lot of people don't know, has a has a lot of ties with Blade, uh, the vampire hunter. Yeah. In the comic books, Morbius, a bite from Morbius, is actually responsible for turning Blade into a daywalker. Because hmm. before, prior prior to that, for decades, Blade just operated as a highly skilled guy who was like immune to vampire bites and could sense vampires. But that's it. But then he got bit by Morbius, and now he has all the powers of the vampires, but none of their weaknesses. Because the fact that the difference between Morbius and other vampires is Morbius is an artificial vampire. He's scientifically created. Ah, uh, okay. Whereas, you know, Blade deals primarily with the mystical, supernatural vampire. Which makes sense as to why he didn't up with that weird thing where he's a daywalker. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah. around with the DNA. Yeah, but it's uh, Jared Leto. Uh, playing uh, Morbius and actually I, I hope it goes better for him than Joker I'm pretty sure it will I, I just seen the trailer it looks fantastic yeah so I'll give him that and also uh, also from the looks of it they're actually trying to tie it in with the MCU because hmm. they've actually had. if you look at the trailer there's a couple of times I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it but there are actually a couple of ties in the MCU that are very visible especially one at one very big one at the very end that I'm not going to spoil for anybody, but like, yeah, it's it, they tying it into the the hmm. the, uh, the Tom Holland Spider Man movies. Okay. So yeah, so they're, they're trying to connect it all together, man. That Spider Verse, bro, it's making money, man. 
Well, I mean, you know, the, the big problem Sony's had for quite some time now, I mean, mm-hmm. pretty much continuous, they, they don't have any franchises. No. Right? I mean, Warner did a great job setting up with Superman and Batman back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Paramount, Viacom, you can go down for, for hours and hours on that. Same thing with Fox. Like, everybody's got a set of killer franchise pillars holding them up. Yeah. Sony is entirely supported, 100%. A little bit TV, right? Because you got to give it to Seinfeld, that yeah, kind of thing, yeah, Wheel yeah. of Fortune. But really, mm-hmm. it's all Spider-Man. Spider-Man, so, yeah, and they're trying to jumpstart Ghostbusters. Right, and again, but yeah. again, their, their big issue, their challenge is, because they have such a limited selection of properties that are franchisable, mm-hmm. right now the new model shifted, right? Everybody, it's, it's, it's all the comic book side of stuff, mm-hmm. but that's all snapped up. There's nothing available unless you want to go new, and what's the point of going new? You don't have the same depth in terms of fan and all yeah. that stuff, so... Yeah, they really have to find ways, and I wouldn't be surprised, especially with the success of Joker, mm-hmm. if they don't have it in development already in the next five years or something. You see some other villains somehow coming out of the uh, the Spider Verse that they try to break off on, like Green Goblin or something like actually, that. Actually, they have tried to do that. They've actually been speculating on this for years. They've been trying to do. Uh, There's a group in the Spider-Man lore known as the Sinister Six which is basically a collection of villains who have all been gotten their ass kicked repeatedly by Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. We can't beat them by ourselves. Why don't we work together? And they team up. They've actually been talking about doing a team-up Sinister Six movie for years now, ever since... Like, like their the, own version of Suicide Squad? Ever since the like Andrew Garfield movies. Right. So they've been trying to do it for a while now. And uh, from the looks of it, there's been some rumblings. There's little, this little foreshadowing of it in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming towards the end with the Michael Keaton character. He's in prison. They're talking about, and he meets another prisoner uh, who was not actually identified in the movie, but uh, they actually find out later his name is Matt Gargan, who was another Spider-Man villain, the Scorpion. Hmm. And uh, he's talking about like, hey, there's other guys in here who've had issues with Spider-Man, like freaking like uh, maybe we should work together. They they yeah. make a little speech like that, so that's. That would not surprise me if they tried to develop a movie of just that. Because, I mean, short of that, you know, they're like everybody else in town. They're desperate to try to find the next Harry Potter or something. Because, I mean, oh, yeah. they are literally swinging in the wind. Mm-hmm. And, see, and the thing right now is, if you look at it, I think top spend right now is mm-hmm. Disney, followed closely by, it's either Amazon or Netflix, depending on which numbers I've looked at, mm-hmm. for new content creation. Sony's about middle of the pack. And, you know, the issue is, because you've got this consolidation on the streaming side, Crackle hasn't done very well. Yeah. That's been an issue. You now have HBO Go's grabbing some of these other properties that were out flowing around. You've got the Peacock coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Warner's using basically HBO Go to be their new streaming service. So as it ramps up, they're sitting there looking at their libraries, and they've got two options. They can either be a leasing company, a title holding company, which mm-hmm. is kind of what they're stuck at right now, or they have to find a way to break out and come back in and really start competing head to head as a peer with these guys, and as it is right now, they're, they're kind of they're falling back towards a mini major status mm. from the major they've been. Right. So it'll be interesting to see which way it goes, but there's a lot of lot of exciting things happening on that end, that's for sure. That's right. All right, so we got that knocked out. That was dropping that news. Now let's get back into the meat and potatoes of this goddamn thing that mm. we started last week uh, in Living Color. Um, the sketch show from the 1990s by Fox Television, created by Keenan Ivory Wands. Last week, we went over the creation of the show and also pretty much uh, all into its 
all the way to its ending. And then we started getting into actual sketches, recurring sketches. We got mm-hmm. cut off uh, last week because we ran out of time, but we're going to go ahead and... Well, I mean, in yeah. fairness, it was three hours and 15 minutes. It was and we, were, and we, were, and we were in it, though. Oh, we, we were ready to keep going. Yeah. In fact, when I looked at it, I was like, going, oh, shit, I got to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it is, like, fucking... Let's go ahead and knock this out because uh, you do got to work tomorrow again, right? Yeah. So let's go ahead and knock this out right and get into it. All right, so, so we were talking men in film. That's right. That was the last thing we dropped off. Yeah, men on, men on men in film. <laughs> men, men on film last time, so we got into that. Uh, but uh, one thing we did not mention last week, and I, I kind of briefly mentioned it with Homie the Clown, is that men on is also one of the few sketches with a cliffhanger. Uh, same thing. At the end of the second season, they were doing a regular men on film sit segment, but then it ended with Damon Wayans' character getting hit in the head by I think it was like a light fixture, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah he falls down and like gets knocked out, and he wakes up macho. <laughs> he wakes up like a regular like it's, yeah. it's, it's not Damon Wayans doing a gay character it's Damon Wayans being basically Damon, Damon Wayans, Wayans. <laughs> yeah, he's like looking at him like what's wrong with you man what's up like what's up with all these funny calls what's going on here <laughs> and then uh, they end that skit with like, uh, like he's like uh, he kept calling uh, Antoine Tony <laughs> like, like, and every time Antoine kept trying to touch him like, what's wrong with you slapping him away and shit what's wrong with you man this is finish the show and then the, the last one was like uh Last, uh, our last, our last show is gonna be that sly fox of a network, and that show, Married with Children. Antoine said hated it, but then Damon said loved it. He said, what you talking about? Loved it, man. You see the blonde? With the, with the, with, you know, she got, like she got two midgets in the front of her chest, man. And then, and then because of the fact that you know Damon is like talking about men's stuff, he yeah. faints, and that's the end of the skit to be continued. And then they open it the next season, season three, and it's still that way. Damon Wayans is still butch Damon. and macho, and uh, David Allen Greer is still you now super, you know, flamboyant. Hello, I'm Antoine Merriweather. And then like, <laughs> and then like doing it. He's even changed at the beginning. He's like, hey, what's up, on uh, Blaine Edwards? I'm Antoine Merriweather. And welcome to Men on Film, the show where we look at shows from a guy's point of view. You mean from a male point of view? Yeah, males are guys. Guys are males. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they're doing the whole thing. And then throughout the whole skit, uh, Damon is talking about like going on dates with women. And and uh, Damon, uh, David Allen Gray is just trying different things to kind of like hit him in the head and right. see like it, like it reversed. To <laughs> trying to see if he can yeah. crack to the head, took him, maybe it'll bring him back. Yeah, and then he does a couple things. He like hits him like, uh, I think the last straw was like, he, he gets like a cinder block and hits him in the head. And Damon's like, you know, that's it, I'm going to bust your ass. <laughs> and like, uh, and and he's like, you know what? Let's 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 do let's do this, man. Go ahead, give me your best shot. Give me your best shot. And David punches him, and when he does, he kind of looks at him. And he's like, ah! and it breaks he out. And, 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 and apparently, David Allegrin knocking him out, knocking him in the face, was what brought, back, he brought back his kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it was funny, man. <laughs> and then, um, like I said, we talked about that. And then, like also, like like another one, um, Men on Film was one of those other few in Living Color things that was actually done outside of a Living Color because mm-hmm. they did it on SNL. Uh, same thing when Damon Wayans hosted, he brought Batman on film. The twist was uh, it was Blaine Edwards, da- uh, Damon Wayans' character, and Roger Ebert played by Chris Farley. <laughs> and the thing Which about is it, great. And the thing about it was it was David is uh, Damon Wayans being like super flamboyant, whereas uh, Roger Ebert's trying to figure out like because he because Dame, Damon keeps bringing into like the homoerotic thing about right, certain everything. films, and Roger's not getting it, and then. Finally, uh, he's, he keeps uh, prodding Roger to kind of just let go, embrace it, or whatever. And then Chris Farley, 
Chris Farley at the end starts acting super, super gay. Super <laughs> fun boy. And then he's like, gives, like gives him like a lollipop. He starts licking it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then Dave, uh, David Allen Greer makes a guest appearance as uh, Antoine Merriweather. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was really great, man. So man on film, man. I haven't nah. seen that one. I got to pull that one up. You should watch it. And then of course we got to talk about the theme song. It's raining men by the Weather Girls. <laughs> Uh, and, the it, and the main singer of that group would be uh, Martha Wash, a legendary uh, singer. Who actually think about it is Martha Wash is one of those. She, she's like one of those like legendary uh, session musicians where mm-hmm. they would bring her in just for her powerful singing voice. Yeah, and she did a lot of those like early nineties like uh, club songs like Everybody Dance Night. That's yeah. her. That, that 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 specific line when they, whenever they're doing that song, all the singing in it is her, but you don't see her face. Right, because well, yeah. she's essentially. Background vocals, even though there's no lead, it's weird. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. And then, like, you see the videos, like some skinny models singing her, singing over her lines and shit. And yeah, some, some skinny, <laughs> yeah, exactly. skinny chick ain't got those pipes. Exactly. And then, like, uh, yeah. she she's also the, she also does the I got the power that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. her too. So she does a lot of those songs, man. <laughs> Everybody dance now. <laughs> Everybody dance now. <laughs> Move. What in your mind? Move. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was I was doing uh, I was doing my best job. Oh yeah, <laughs> everybody dance now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> All right, so let's go. That's Arrested Development. Yeah, we're yeah, back. yeah. We're, no, we're back no, now. No, no. We're not for for people who might not have caught it. All right, let's go to their music video parodies. Okay, and Living Those Color. Yeah, Living Color did great music video. And parodies. again, with a lot of people hating them, <laughs> this is why. Yeah, the very first one they ever did was Tommy Davidson as MC Hammer Can't Touch This, <laughs> which is actually 30 years old this year. Oh, shit. You Can't can't Touch This is 30 years old this year. This year. Can't Touch This. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you remember when we was younger, that, oh, was, yeah. that was the, the song. The parachute pants, man. That was what to have. That was the song, bro. Even in Utah, that was what to have. Hammer time. Uh, 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 everybody doing the, the, uh, the, the, what's the name of the dance? The, the uh, typewriter. When he oh, did the Lancer. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. That shit, the Hammer Dance. <laughs> but yeah, it was Tommy Davidson uh, doing MC Hammer. He was like, My, 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 pants so bad when I move it ain't hard. Make you want to say, Oh my Lord, hey Hammer, do you really got a weenie with pants like that? You look like a genie. <laughs> and then at the end of it, he gets caught in the pants. And he's like, Well, he's lost in the pants or whatever. And then he has to take them off or whatever. <laughs> but the one that really got took off on the internet uh, is, I think it's actually their second one they ever did. Jim Carrey is Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Ice, Ice Baby. But it was White, White Baby. Like, basically <laughs> making fun of the fact that this is white boy doing rap music and shit. And it was the original. Yeah. <laughs> All right, stop. Well, do up laces. This how the things happens every show. Yo, I got to learn how to tie a bow. What's your real name? Rob Van Winkle, something, something. Up in Ryan's Winkle. Pump, pump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm white and I'm capitalizing on a trend that's currently rising. Mix it with Curly and Larry and Mo. Whoop, 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 whoop. Hey, yo, when are you gonna stop? Maybe never. I become richer with every endeavor. I'm living large and my bank is stupid because I just listen to real rap and stupid. Ice, ice, <laughs> And then he's, he's doing the dancing and shit. And he can't keep up, so he just starts doing calisthenics. <laughs> yeah. He's doing like. Yeah. And then. <laughs> And what's great is mm-hmm. we can tell our children in the future that that was Vanilla Ice, and they'll believe us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another great one. It's still yeah. better than his ding, 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 ding. Oh. <laughs> you remember uh, that? That's it. That was such a stupid interview. <laughs> 
ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Google it if you can. But Vanilla Ice explaining that the sample that he used <laughs> for uh, Ice Ice Baby was not Queens Under Pressure, but it, it was very clearly was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it wasn't. There was that. Who who's, was that? Was that Bowie? Yeah, it's Bowie and Queen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to act like he didn't yeah. just rip. But off look, that. look, man, this this song is this. Like this song is this. Din 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 din. Din 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 din. My song is this. Din 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 din. Din 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 din. See, completely different. <laughs> See, we had an extra din. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> okay, so the next one they did was. Uh, well, one of the next ones they did was uh, <laughs> Baby Got Snacks. Uh, oh, yeah. By Trail Mix-A-Lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a parody of Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-A-Lot. And it's Jamie Foxx's like, Trail Mix-A-Lot. Like, so your girlfriend eats a... It's talking, basically, the whole gist of the song of the Baby Got Back is celebrating girls with really nice asses. Whereas Baby Got Snacks is celebrating big girls. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, so your girlfriend eats a salad. Looking like bones, you've had it. Head shaped like a Lincoln, so skinny you can see what she's thinking. So take it from the trail, mix it like you want a girlfriend you can dig. Well, then give her some grub and give her a hug, cause ain't nothing wrong with being big. Baby got snacks. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. But so big, when she back up, it sounded like beep, beep, <laughs> beep. <laughs> so fucked I, up. I think yeah. their their music video parodies mm-hmm. are the best song parodies ever. And it's nothing yeah. against Weird Al, because like he had a few things right here yeah. and there. I mean, yeah. there's been some stuff, but I like oh white. I, I like white and nerdy. <laughs> when he did, when he did, a, when he did a, uh, what's that shit? Chameleon, uh, riding dirty, white and nerdy. I, I like that shit. That was funny. Uh, but uh, oh yeah, but the, the, talent. But talent. the person they really got on, and they got a, this. Of course, they got on this person several skits. Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, the first one that really got on Michael Jackson was the Michael Jackson Potato Head Kid. <laughs> but it basically had, like, a real life, well, they would give you real life potatoes, but you would get, like, different, like, facial, like, uh, implementations, like Mr. Potato Head. So you could put the facial things on your potato head, and you do different versions right. of Michael Jackson's ever-changing face. <laughs> it's like, uh, take, take wig one, and uh, <laughs> take wig one, and then add a mold to it, like... And then you got Michael's uh, idol, Diana Ross. <laughs> Add mole number two, and he just made his sister Janet. Remove the nose completely, and he just made Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, they're doing a different, they, yeah, he said, like, I, mean, I mean, my Michael Jackson looked like the Michael Jackson when he was in the Jackson 5 with a strong Afro-American nose and a big fro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my Michael Jackson from uh, the, the Michael Jackson of the cover of Bad album, where he had the cheek, <laughs> had the cheek construction and the clip added to his nose, <laughs> to his chin <laughs> and shit. Yeah. And then they're like, "That's great." So something's missing. I know. And he peels the potato to make it white. white. <laughs> I was like, "Wow." <laughs> and, but uh, they did. Look, yeah. But that's but what we're getting at right now. Yeah. Is the best thing about a living color. They mm-hmm. didn't believe in sacred cows. Hell they're, they're, no, they're just like. Um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker over at South Park. Well, oh, yeah, anything yeah. they do. Nothing's off limits. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Which is what you got to do in comedy. That's why it's so rough. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, yeah. aside from maybe Todd Phillips, the last five, ten years, mm-hmm. who's even really doing that much comedy anymore, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's been pushed underground. You got all this stuff. You can't make fun of anything. Everybody's getting all sensitive, or at least fan yeah. sensitivity. yeah. And, and and then the people you do have doing some comedy a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. they're picking sides. And at that point, you're just pissing people off because yeah. nobody's seen as an honest arbiter. Like, yeah. the best comedians, the best comedic writers, the best comedic shows... Are not biased. 
They, exactly. They're equal opportunity offenders. Yeah. That's what you got to have. Yeah. Now, going back to the Michael Jackson thing, they did videos of Tommy Davidson primarily as Michael Jackson. The first <laughs> one was black or white. And his whole thing was like his... Uh, his identity, oh, what God, people felt was, what they felt with Michael's identity crisis, where is he a black man or is he a white man because of the lightning skin and his <laughs> changing appearance at the time. Which this may actually be the most popular one on the internet right now. Yeah, black or white, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, the lyrics are so stupid. I'm still a virgin and I'm 33. <laughs> Even Madonna won't have sex with me. So I play with little animals and I hang out with Macaulay all night. And then, and then, and then. If you think they're strange enough, I don't know whether I'm black or white. <laughs> and then he ends it with doing the whole parody of Michael. Michael actually in the video, black and white, where right. like at the end where he does his like impromptu dance number in the middle of a street, right. uh, where he's like destroying things <laughs> and like you know what I'm saying grabbing his crotch and shit like that. So Tommy Davidson does it himself, but he's like doing like hopscotch and like fucking every time he, he would try to break a window, he'd be like. Yeah. Because <laughs> he did his hand. Oh, he does the thing with the wind. The Michael Jackson thing. You know how Michael Jackson does the thing with the wind where he just opens oh, yeah. up his jacket and lets the wind flow over him. So he does the wind thing, but the wind blows him away. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the very end, the officer comes along and, and seeing Michael doing all this destruction. Yeah. He's like, Michael's like, Officer, I wonder if you could tell me, am I black or white? And the officer says, You're under arrest. And the guy, Michael's like, What? Well, I guess I am black. <laughs> I, guess, I was like, that's fucked up. And that's, then they, and that's yeah. why it's the most popular yeah. one of these on the internet today. Yeah, and then they did the, the, did the Brady Bunch shit with Michael and the Jackson family. Yeah. As much, as much as they get on Michael, they got on his family just as much, if not more. Again, yeah. equal opportunity offenders. Yeah. Like, it is like, a, <laughs> here's a story of a man named Jackson who's bringing up some very lovely kids. Uh <laughs> Like, uh, something, something, something. One with talent. The rest of hit the skids. And they got money and changed their noses. Michael's trying to look like Miss Diana Ross. <laughs> so is Janet and Reby and Randy. But Joe's still the boss. It's like David. I- and David, I agree with Joe. <laughs> it was so uh, weird, y'all. Like, uh, uh, Tito's fat and my hangs with Macaulay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we all became the Jackson Bunch, and uh, <laughs> and then they did another one where like Michael's like went away and Joe's doing like like a garage sale at Denverland Ranch, right? Like all all of Michael's stuff must go. So it's like a uh, look at this little box right here. We got we got uh, all the stuff for his uh, monkey bubbles. Um, bubbles dead, so you can have it now for a low price. Like, look at these uh, overalls. Look at this here sweater. Look at this pair of silk panty drawers. <laughs> oh yeah, these uh Latoya's. Get on them. <laughs> and he's like threatening his kids and shit. And then he, had, uh, then he has Michael's hyperbaric chamber. And then, like, uh, it, it could be used for all different uses. <laughs> Say you got a daughter who write all these books. Won't keep a damn mouth. She's talking about Latoya, mm-hmm. who wrote the, like, tell-all book of the yeah, Jackson exactly. family. Yeah, exactly. Say you got a daughter who won't shut a damn mouth. So you put her in there and keep, and keep her in there. And, like, now, if you come by in the next 20 minutes, you can uh, get a, you can uh, throw a Latoya free. And you better hurry up, because about 20 minutes of ash, all she got left. <laughs> <laughs> And then they did another one. They did a parody of uh, Joe in Michael's video, you know, in the closet. The one was like, oh, in the yeah, yeah, he's yeah, in the yeah. desert. It's him and Naomi, him dancing around Naomi Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, that one. So, and, and in the uh, video, it's Joe and Latoya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe's doing the Michael part in Latoya's day. Janice got the, uh, yeah, Michael's got, uh, what's that? Uh, Janice got the talent. Michael's got the fame. The rest of the family. 
it's pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> they never showed me in that movie of the week. But Playboy showed you my big twin peaks. <laughs> and yeah, she did do she did do Playboy. Latoya Jackson did Playboy and that's it actually wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it. I did. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Uh, Deep but like, research. But the, 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 the yeah, but the, uh, the 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 chorus. Something about you, Latoya, that makes me want to strangle you. I said there's something about you, Latoya, that makes me. Like, you gonna talk about me, girl? I'm talking to you. Next time you put our business on the street, I'm gonna lock you in the closet. <laughs> dude, 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 that was the video and shit. And dude, the music videos on that oh, were not yeah. only not only inventive, yeah, and not only silly, but dude, they fucking stand the test of time. I mean, that's that's what we're saying. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about, this is the one that blew up on the internet. Yeah, the internet came out what. 10 years, 12 years after this shit aired. Exactly. And it still blew up the internet when it finally got posted. Yeah. And then they did another one of uh, <laughs> uh, Gypsy Woman. But you remember the song Gypsy Woman by Crystal Waters? There's a whole yeah. episode of Seinfeld about Gypsy Woman. Yeah. <laughs> but it's talking about her. Like, uh, I'm, I'm happy. It's Kim Wayans playing Crystal Waters. I'm making a hit song with little talent. Not much talent. And she's looking on TV. Hey, look, there's Fred in the Flintstones. That's a song now. Huh. I got a song now. Huh. Yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm making money. Isn't that funny? <laughs> so fucking stupid. And actually, there was a great blooper where Kim Wayans was talking about, like, uh, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba Kenny and I'm going to strangle you. We're <laughs> gonna do that shit. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, me want Maury. You see that one? No, I don't think I saw. Oh that my one. god, you should watch that one. It was a, uh, <laughs> it was when uh, they had the Asian guy Steve Park. Right. So they making they were making fun of Maury Povich. Right. And his wife Connie Chung, uh, and their attempts to have children. Okay. And so it's basically uh, Maury like like uh, like uh, Connie like. Maury, it's that time again. Maury's like, come on, please, leave me alone, goddamn. <laughs> and then she breaks down to, ah, oh, me want Maury. Ah, oh, me want Maury. Ah, oh, me want Maury. We love <laughs> It was so funny. They're doing the two-life crew. Yeah, and then, like, it's like uh, she has dancers, and the dancers are trying uh, restraining uh, Maury Povich. Jim Carrey is Maury Povich. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> That's hey, good. Hey, Maury, yeah, uh, like a... Uh, Forget a current affair. I want some of that hard copy. <laughs> now. <laughs> no! <laughs> it was so fucked up. We're going to have to post some of this yeah. to, yeah, and, uh, to drop uh, yeah, And uh, fucking uh, JJ, oh yeah, Jimmy Walker doing LL Cool J's Mama's Gonna Knock You Out. Yeah. It was Sean Wayne. It was probably his best skit he ever did on the show. It was Sean Wayne playing Jimmy Walker doing the, uh, doing the whole video where he's like in the boxing ring, like, but he's doing the JJ thing. Well, you know, what can I say? <laughs> Such a great show. Oswald Bates. Oswald Bates. The Prisoner. 
Damon yeah, Wayans, yeah, yeah. the prisoner, Oswald Bates. <laughs> now, funny enough, this is actually based on a real person that used to fuck. Apparently, used to fucking used to fuck with Sean and Marlon uh, when they were young. So Keenan and Damon all them were off doing films and shit like that, and they would mm-hmm. come back to the house. Marlon and Sean were still living there, and there was this apparently this dude that just got out of the joint. And he kept trying to educate them on shit, but he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. So he just used, he was prison educated. So he saw a book with some big words <laughs> and assumed, you know what I'm saying, he could educate himself. With and those that, big words? Yeah. But uh, Damon's character, Oswald, is this prisoner who would have these like big soliloquies about whatever subject matter. You never knew the subject matter well, but he would just go on these like big, like pontificating little things, or whatever. He's like, <laughs> yeah, let me digress my bowels for one moment. The retitudinal, uh, Crux of the individual's uh, neckability. You understand? <laughs> See, the <laughs> he swear he's like saying the deepest shit ever. Like uh, I believe it was Plato. Excuse me, Plato, who stuck to the wall. Who he said, "Let us not uh, uh, let us not go into one's venereal disease if one wants to become a cunning linguist." <laughs> I remember there was one where he's like at a parole board and it's like why should we let you go when apparently your reading comprehension has gone down every year since you've been incarcerated <laughs> he's like what would you do on the outside well I, well, I would uh, uh, circumcise my uh, mammogram uh, do my uh, godads excuse me gonads you understand see uh, I vis-a-vis ergo forthwith uh, in other words I probably teach <laughs> and then they, they, so have, they have one where he's like uh, on the phone with somebody and they come, couldn't find out it's a phone commercial like, like, and there's another motherfucker on the side that's just like him is <laughs> <laughs> is Keenan like uh, yeah. he's like yeah so it's a uh, uh, I believe it was uh, Benjana uh, excuse me Bojana who said that you know uh, so, uh, and then you see the other person yeah yeah see what you doing right there it's flashing your liquids you know what I'm saying <laughs> well, I believe it was Homo erectus who said you must take the gluteus from the Maximus yes <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid and then there's it's one so with, great. and there's one with, like, they did they did it a couple times the first one was a show, like it was an ad for the United Negro College Fund <laughs> <laughs> like please send us money so we don't have motherfuckers like this. <laughs> and there's another one's like reading. Is another one uh, on the president's council of literacy. Is that like, understand what you read? He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it was just gr- brilliant writing, man. But there's nothing. A- there's nothing else to say yeah. about it. And speaking of uh, the prison people, they had a whole. Actually, I, got, I think I got one of. Uh, the quotes from Oswald. Unfortunately, we cannot impregnate everyone. It is simply beyond our colonic threshold. Uh, I believe, yeah, I believe it was uh, Plato, excuse me, Plato, who stuck to the wall when he said, one must not be one's trans, one must not put one's transvestite in jeopardy if one is to become a cunning linguist. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Now this is, so great. Now this other character right here, you probably, I love, I love the phrase cunning linguist. Cunning linguist, yeah. <laughs> One of the best. And then now this other character here, uh, it was very very similar to Calhoun Tubbs, is one of the last season uh, characters. Seamus O'Shanty O'Shane. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. He's a fat dude. Uh, <laughs> the, the guy, Jay Leggett, he was like this uh, Irish singer. Yeah. And they would always bring him in to like 
depressing places like uh, suicide uh, suicide watches or like homeless shelters. And he would come in. He's supposed to be lifting the spirits of the people there, but his songs would just like degenerate into like these like uh, he's supposed to be like these Irish like folk songs, and they would just degenerate to these uh, very very violent things. Like, <laughs> like he probably find friends, but he probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he'll probably be disfigured and, ch- and, and frightened tourists and then he'll, he'll fall down to a ditch and he'll die that's it <laughs> and it'll always yeah, and always be he dead or he died that's it and they will always end with uh, okay Seamus come with and come to find out he's actually a mental patient that escaped <laughs> he keeps escaping and like they keep bringing him back to the mental ward shit so Seamus O'Shanty O'Shane Snack and Shack Snack and Shack stupid fucking skit <laughs> Snack and Shack okay how dare you God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so Snack and Shack is this restaurant that they have on Living Color. <laughs> and it is like the nastiest, most disgusting restaurant ever. Usually it was like Kim Wayans, who was like this like uh waitress who's like had real bad hearing. She had like she was like uh she would always give him like a dirty dirty uh uh fucking cups of water, uh fucking uh Everything was always disgusting. Everything was uh, like fucking food that hasn't been washed and shit. You're like yeah. oh my god, this is spotting as fuck. Oh let me get that baby and she'll lick it off and then give it back to him like ugh <laughs> And like uh like uh do you have any salt and pepper? And then what she'll do is she'll take the salt and peppers out of her bra. Yeah. <laughs> and like uh do you want some sardines? No 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 I don't <laughs> let us sardines no. And whenever they would say something like they had the fucking bellhop guy the, yeah. the cook in the back. Like uh riff, riff, ain't no riff It's Tommy Davidson. Yeah. yeah. I wanna like, hey, uh, is it late? Get a plate, pick it up. Like <laughs> he was like he he had bad hearing too, so he just like give him everything, like pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> and then the crazy part about it is they had one dude at the beginning at the front of the store, like always saying these weird ass things, like just I, I can make the book of talk. <laughs> the crazy dude. <laughs> it was David Allen Grill, it was the crazy dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I got the toe jam. Who got the peanut butter? <laughs> and then you, and then once you come to find out he's the owner of this place <laughs> which makes sense and so, it, yeah. it, it was the only thing that made the most sense yeah. reals reals ain't no more reals <laughs> we ain't got no more reals ain't got no more reals <laughs> snack and shack oh, uh, okay uh, Sweet Tooth Jones you remember this one right it was a Tommy my memory. it was Tommy Davidson he was playing this like Kung Fu it's supposed to be like this Kung oh, Fu instructor yeah, 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 and we yeah. have two assistants one was this white girl named uh, Honey Bee and uh, bl- a big black dude named Sugar Bell yeah. and he would come into like this like 70s song like dun, 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 dun. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah what I'm saying <laughs> when, some, when somebody got you back yeah showing you ain't playing karate protecting your body Sugar Bell yucky ducky Step to my left, step to my right. I like guess all right. Yeah, yeah. So he what he would do is like do like self defense classes and shit like that. And like he would like uh always be referencing movies and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. man. Like look fine, man. You see get your fox lady, man. You need the fuzz show up. <laughs> like, well, excuse me, what's what's the fuzz? The police, man. <laughs> get with it. Right on, honky. <laughs> <laughs> every every sketch was basically like yeah. uh, like like a mini black exploitation spoof. Yeah, he uh, he kept mentioning like different yeah. stars. Like man, look, man, she like Pam Grimm. <laughs> she like Pam Grimm, Fox the Brown. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like you supposed to be uh yeah like I thought you said you were uh, like uh I thought you said you were like uh, a fight trainer. Hey, like, I thought you could really fight. Hey, I never said I did. <laughs> I'm a fight choreographer. Okay. 
and I know Robert Townsend in them. <laughs> and then, of course, he would, it would end, each skill would end with him getting his ass kicked by his students. Yeah. And then at the very end, he'd be like, turn my song back on. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and he'd do the, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And like, hey, man, y'all want some meat? I'll just go. <laughs> but yeah, but the thing about it was Tommy Davidson would always take off his shirt, do like exaggerated moves. Yeah. And he had like this giant afro with a bald head and shit. And it was a very funny character, man. Now, since we talked about the prisoners, the prison cable network. Oh, yes. There were several skits that encompassed the prison cable network. Now, technically, Oswald is one of them because, in fact, he, he actually did skits with a couple of the characters. Now, the main character uh, was uh, this, a Latino dude named Angel Martinez. Played by Tommy Davidson. He was always like the they would do like game shows and like host like different events and shit in the prison. But friggin' like Tommy Davidson Angel Martinez is always the host because he's like so lively and shit. Hey, 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 come on, look on Angel Martinez, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna throw a show, man. <laughs> now, it's good to be here. I mean it's not good to be here, but you know, it's good to be here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, so but he had like a real night night. He had despite the fact that he was in prison, he had a real good personality and shit. And they would do different shows and they had other prisoners that would come in. Uh the other prisoners, one of them was uh Charlie Magic. Played by Jim Carrey. It was basically Charlie Manson type character or whatever. But he would like play himself off as like a magician. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know how Charlie Manson had the fucking swastika yeah. tattoo in his well, head? No, it was, a, was it a swastika or was it an axe? It was a swastika. I couldn't remember what he cut in his head. Yeah, Something it was, stupid. Yeah, it was a swastika. But uh, John, Jim Carrey's character, Charlie Magic, had the tic-tac-toe shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And he, he was like, hey, I know what you're thinking, man. Hell, I'm right inside your hands. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one, he's like doing magic and shit. But he, but what it was is basically hiding a dude uh, uh, hiding the dude's escape attempt. Mm. And so you like put a giant box and gave him a shovel like but guards to the left, guards to the right, the guard in the temple sleep tonight. <laughs> and you see this dude digging and shit like behind the box. Presto he's just doing this bit <laughs> of shit. Presto Alakazam, baby doing the dance of the dead and presto and he opens the door and the dude's gone. Yeah and you see this big ass hole <laughs> and I'll make Charlie here disappear. Come on, I'll make Bell here disappear. Yeah <laughs> and, then, and then warden over the PA is like, All right Charlie, bring him back. I'm sorry, man. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and he escapes too. <laughs> I remember one, they did a win, lose, or draw. It was uh, the Angel Martinez character. He was the host. Right. They had Charlie Magic. They had another character who's uh, another popular prison character, Tiny. David Allen Greer. Mm, yeah. And Tiny's thing was he was obsessed with, as he quotes, big breastuses. <laughs> Tiny was my favorite because he's the he obviously is this unhinged dude, and like whatever conversation they would have would always lead to him talking about breastuses. <laughs> Which you you have to wonder based on the way he's played if there wasn't at least a tiny bit of inspiration from Mike Tyson, especially because of the, because of his speech patterns and the slight lisp and everything else he had going on. No, he, no, he didn't really do the lisp thing, but it's just like the obsession with breasts. But, it was, but it's the way he was saying breastuses. Yeah, and again, him being tiny and you know trying to play it up, yeah. he's all big and everything. The first time they, I think, the first time they showed the tiny character was in one of the Oswald Bates skits because he was doing like uh, hooked on phonics, trying to teach Tiny oh, right to read, there. and he's reading them on. <laughs> Uh, C. Jane, you know, you know, C. So over like, well, fun with Dick and Jane or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. that book is. He's reading it to that. Okay, so he's like C. C. Jane, uh, Dick, Dick, and Jana. 
He can say Jane. So he said, Aunt Jana. Aunt Jana. You know what Jana is, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, C, C, Jane, Jane, uh, C, Jane's big breasts. <laughs> he always did. Oh, the head of a breast. I got the head of a breast. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then tiny, and then another tiny one was like he uh they they like gave access to prisoners with phones. Oh yeah. To the phones yeah. or whatever. So he would call this one lady. It was Takia Crystal Kima. She's like uh, at home. He's like, yeah, is this sort of five 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 four nine two six? Uh, yes, it is. So. Uh, do you have big breasts? It's not, oh my God, it's you again. <laughs> I got the head of big breasts. <laughs> and another one, he tried to fake an accent. Uh, the same lady, like, hello? Uh, yes, this is from, uh, I'm from the National Bra Association. Oh, we have an issue with some bras. Could you please tell me your bra size, please? Um, 38 double D-Y. Oh, you must have real big breasts. This is the <laughs> And it, it was, was it was kind of almost like uh, they were wearing it out, almost mm-hmm. sort of like uh, what was it, the Land Shark mm-hmm. in the first season of SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, kept coming back a and million I mean, different I ways. I remember one when they did the prison cable. Uh, they did different ones. Uh, I'm gonna go back to win, lose, or draw one. But another one they did was uh, the prison cable beauty pageant. That was great. That was funny. <laughs> and then they had Tiny and uh, some uh, some volunteer nurse named Debbie Walsh. <laughs> and they were doing a reenactment from from uh, the Wizard of Oz. She yeah. was playing Dorothy. He was playing Tin Man. He got tin foil all over him. Oil can, oil can. <laughs> he said, "Is that good, Tin Whistler?" Mm, I can move my mouth again. Could you give me some more of that oil? And she do it again. Well, Tin Whistler, we have to go. We have to, you know, uh, find uh, the Wizard of Oz so I can uh, give you a heart. And he was just start uh, looking at him like, "You look good, Dorothy." <laughs> uh, maybe you can get the. Uh, <laughs> the scarecrow brain. You smell good too, baby. <laughs> Tiny, you're not supposed to say that. Your breasts is so nice and round. <laughs> and look here, I got to have you, baby. <laughs> you just start tripping. All right, but going back to the win, lose, or draw. So the win, lose, or draw was special because they had female prisoners. Yes. Yeah, so it was like uh, one called Buster, who was Kim Wayans. Mm-hmm. Another one called Blaze, who was Takiya Crystal Kima. And one named Lobotomy. Who apparently, who apparently just volunteered herself for medical experiments. Mm-hmm. So she's just all whacked out. <laughs> it was Kelly Caulfield. Yeah. And then uh, the other side, it was Charlie Magic. It was uh, Tiny and some dude named Big Hector. And uh, of course, always with Big Hector, chicken is like prison bitch. <laughs> and then like uh, Charlie went up to do the thing, the win, lose, or draw thing. And then like uh, for, you, for you kids out there who had never heard of win, lose, or draw, it's basically Pictionary. Yeah, it's basically Pictionary. But like Charlie goes up there, like Angel has the card, like, like okay, so wait, 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 is it a place? <laughs> Angel's like, yeah, it's a place. Why? <laughs> I'm right inside your head. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, he's, he's, and Tiny's like doing the guesses here, like, oh, is uh uh, is it a, a woman with big breasts? And, and Charlie's like, I said a place, man. <laughs> 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 a, a, a woman with big breasts in a place. <laughs> 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 and then they had like the rapid fire round and it's like uh, the guys were winning so they had Big Hector go out to take different pictures or whatever it's like uh, uh, what, is it Vicky Homicide? <laughs> and then like another one's like is it the dog that told me to shoot Rick D's? <laughs> and then Tyler did was like oh, a, 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 a woman with big breasts 
on Golden Pond. <laughs> okay, uh, a plane flying over a woman with big breasts. <laughs> yeah, he just kept doing the big breasts thing and shit. And then I did, and then I did another one with Jay Leggett. He was like uh, this dude named uh, Fresh Meat. <laughs> it was basically a prison bitch. Uh, he, like, he, As you'd expect with a name like Fresh Meat. Yeah, but his real name is Jack Porter. Apparently, he was in for embezzlement. Yeah, and like got 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 into the prison system and got got. Hey, and now know, he's a prison bitch. Every once in a while, truth makes its way out in comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they did the prison beauty pageant, and he won. Fresh Meat won. Hmm. And David Allen Gray as Tiny is doing the fucking song. Oh, there you go. You my favorite punk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you look so fine. In them high heel pumps. Yo, breast is also firm. And then they had one other character, the Death Row comic, which is Keenan Ivory They only yeah. did him a couple times, but he basically would be behind a steel door with the, with the trap door would open. And freaking, oh, we got a conversation going on there, apparently. That's yeah, right. fuck it. But yeah, it would be Keenan Ivory Wands with the fucking steel door open. His, it just show his mouth. He was like, yeah, hey, how y'all doing? Take my wife. Uh, take my life, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I just stabbed my wife 57 times and boy, my arms tied. <laughs> yeah. It was so. like his, his stand-up was like the mm. worst of like the 1950s. Yeah, yeah. You see, the key to my comedy is not in the delivery. It's in the execution. <laughs> <laughs> it was all vibe, though. The, yeah, the warden asked me how I'm going to do I said, hey, man, I guarantee to give you an electrified performance. <laughs> and then at the end, he'd be like, all right, uh, let's go. He'd be like, um, anybody here from the governor? <laughs> okay. Good night. <laughs> and then close the door slowly. Like, oh, it's, it's very grim, but like, it's but still funny. But funny, though. It's very, very grim. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vera DeMilo. Oh, yes. Jim Carrey as Vera DeMilo. One of his all-time great characters. So basically, for those who don't know, Vera DeMilo was this female bodybuilder that (laughs) Jim Carrey would play. The The thing about the character was, it was basically just Jim Carrey as himself in bikinis and shit. And he had his hair and pigtails. It was just him. He didn't change anything. But he would do these outrageous movements as the character. Well, like, yeah, again, I, we were talking about it. He's one of the greatest, if not mm-hmm. the greatest, physical comedian mm-hmm. of the last 50 years easily. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Definitely. And then he would he, do like... He's like, like a Gumby, man. Yes, he is, man. And then he'd do like the... The horse laugh. <laughs> and he, d- he talked with that deep ass voice. Hi, I'm Furious Amila. <laughs> and he always, had, he always had chewing tobacco and shit. Yeah. Now, the very first Vera skit was actually inspired by something Jim Witness and fucking. He used to, apparently, he used to go work out at like uh, Gold's Gym in Venice, actually. Sounds about right. And when he was there, he saw one of these big bodybuilder type chicks, and she was ordering a protein shake. He's like, "Okay, there's a character here." <laughs> and that same deep voice, "Can I get a protein shake?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, there's a character." Here. So what it was was is a beauty pageant where like the <laughs> contestants were like very, the fly girls were the contestants. Yeah, there's two two of the fly girls who look great, they had great bodies, especially back then. They were dancers, of mm-hmm. course. And they, but the the commenters, uh, the uh, commentary kept commenting on their breasts and how feminine they looked. Apparently, that was a downfall. Right. 
She just can't get rid of those darn breasts. I mean, just look at them; they're everywhere. <laughs> and like, and then, but then, like the the star attraction, Vera, Vera. Everybody knows. Oh man! And then Jim Carrey is like doing the poses and shit. Yes, <laughs> magnificent. Like, like after a performance like that, can there be any doubt? Now the judges have made the decision, and the winner is. Miss Vera DeMilo and Jim Carrey comes with that. Now, Vera, uh, congratulations to you. Now, there are rumors that you have used steroids. Now, would you like to comment on that? Yes, I would, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a lot of jealous people out there that don't have the work and talent to look like this. I mean, let's face it. Women see me, they want to be me. <laughs> and Vera, I have to ask you one question. Sure. <laughs> now, what is that bulge in front of your trousers? Now, now, girls gotta have her little secrets. <laughs> That's where I keep my chewing tobacco. <laughs> the next one after that one was a Vera Coast, which she's trying to do a film career. Oh, yeah. So uh, there's, they, they, uh, they were doing this film trailer, and it's like, uh, uh, Lou Frigno was the Incredible Hulk, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was Conan. Now, world champion bodybuilder Vera DeMilo in Vera Cosa. Mistress of Destruction is <laughs> her doing a Conan gimmick. Is is Jim Carrey doing a uh, with a sword and he has the sword and sorcery shit. He's like fighting Glad. He's like, what's the girl to do? <laughs> and he gets captured. Uh, Vera gets captured by her enemy, Key Man of the Hanna Barbarians. <laughs> His day is uh, Key Man uh, Wayans. Hanna he. Barbarians. <laughs> he is here. He. Is, I am he who is here. Take it. I must. He's like, I have no, I have no clue what you're saying. <laughs> what language is that? Is the is the tongue of my native land dyslexia? <laughs> uh, be my bride, and together we shall rule the Ariodites. <laughs> and she refuses. You're brave as well as beautiful. That excites me. You will never taste my ambrosia key, man. And they're like, <laughs> for I am Viracosa, a British Caledonia, keeper of Nautilus. And deceptor of your analysis. <laughs> and so, like, if I can't have it, take it, I shall. So I'll, I shall unleash the memories that kings and princes have died for. He rips off a bikini top and, no bre- and no breasts. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, my God. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> I'm so humiliated. <laughs> now you ask for it. And this is a common thing in the Vera's kids. Whenever somebody would piss her off, she would push them into an armpit. Yeah. And they'd be like, no, 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 not the poison pit. <laughs> ah! And they would die and shit like that. And then they did another one where she did, uh, and then she did, mute, she did uh, movie parodies. Two oh, movie right. parodies. One of them was Pretty Woman. And it's and it's very funny watching the skin and looking at nineteen nineties uh, fucking Hollywood Boulevard. It's so great, though. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he's a pro- Jim Carrey as Vera as a prostitute and it's so gross and shit. <laughs> and David Allen Greer's character like he's looking for a prostitute, but like he, he passes on Vera, but she doesn't pass on him. <laughs> of course not. And he, like start she pretty much hijacks his life and shit, <laughs> like fucking like uh, like, are you sure you have to leave tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, I I have to go. I really, I really have to go. I don't think so. <laughs> and the, 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 whole, the whole shopping spree thing from yeah. Pretty Woman. So he's like forcing the be forcing to do that shit. <laughs> so yeah, Pretty Buffed Woman, I believe is the name of the title. Yeah, I think that's right. And there's another one where it's, uh, the other uh, movie parody was uh, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. 
I never saw that one. But they call it the fist that rocks the cradle. <laughs> it was Vera doing the Rebecca De Mornay part. Yeah. And then they had the crazy part. You know the part of the movie where she breast she breastfeeds the baby. Yeah. They do the Vera thing. Let's <laughs> 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 see if I'm lactating. She does like fucking bodybuilding poses. <sighs> <sighs> Soup song <laughs> gets the baby. Right, the baby. Now I remember that other soup yeah. song part. Soup song, <laughs> and he gets the baby and like, holds him by his ankle and just slaps him on the breast. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> you call that suckling? Come on, baby, go for the burn. <laughs> and then like uh, you see like the actual wife talking to like a doctor with the baby and shit. Like he's like, it's natural for a baby to reject its mother's milk sometime. Okay. Well, how you explain this? She holds up the baby, and the baby is like is like a buff body in a five o'clock <laughs> in a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> and then uh, apparently, and then the uh, Jim Carrey character is trying to seduce the husband. <laughs> like, see anything interesting? You bending over and shit. Like, I'm having a BLT, bacon, lettuce, and testosterone. <laughs> but I'm gonna save that later for the main course. and start stalking the husband and shit. <laughs> like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just admit it. When you make love to your wife, it's my face that makes you shiver. <laughs> <laughs> then the wife gets tired of it and pushes her onto like a fucking like a picket fence. And they think, it's over. No, it's not. Vera comes back. Like I said, no pain, no gain with the fucking picket fence sticking out of her. And making them, make them all do like sit-ups and shit. <laughs> and the baby's like doing it with him and shit. So the, yeah, the fist, that, the fist that rocks the cradle. <laughs> And then she had her own uh, fitness show, fitness show, buff, beautiful, and bitching. I remember that. Yeah, and uh, doing all these crazy. Another one doing all the crazy Jim Carrey. It's Body. hard to it's yeah. hard to describe, folks. But go watch it. We're gonna put we'll put it on. Uh, I'll find a couple yeah. of these. We're gonna put yeah. them on. Dropping that culture's yeah. Facebook page. Buff, beautiful, and bitching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wanda. Oh, Wanda. That's another one of those in living color characters. When you think of in living color, one of the first characters that pops in your head, Jamie Foxx as Wanda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now Wanda is basically the ugliest woman on earth. <laughs> and the thing about it is that face that he makes for Wanda, that was his audition. Like he uh if you read the book about Living Color called uh Homie Don't Play That, uh, is the name of the book. And they talk about Jamie Foxx's audition, and he came in purposely late, so he give you the last one they see. And he did the Wanda thing, it's like just this girl with a stank attitude, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he had the basis of the character, and he had a little bit, he didn't really have the full character yet. And then the character actually first debuted on Living Color in another skit for, uh, it was like a commercial parody, uh, where uh, it's a Coyote Ugly Escape Kit. <laughs> where it's like Sean Wayne's waking up in the bed with this uh like have you ever uh he's like you ever had a drunk uh, rough night drinking and then you turn around and the woman you think is Robin Givens turns around and looks like Robin Leach and it's Jamie Foxx <laughs> with a Jericho wig and a wand face and Sean Wayne's is just soon gnaw his arm off then to get rid of her so <clears throat> the Coyote Escape Kit is a prosthetic arm that you use for those particular occasions and then uh, Sean Wayne's detaches the Coyote ugly arm escapes and then you see just Jim Car- uh, you see Jamie Foxx with the arm on the face h- hugging his prosthetic arm <laughs> <laughs> but they gave the character his own skit <clears throat> in his full debut I think in the third season and is on a date the blind date it's the very probably one of the more famous ones of a living color, <coughs> and it's uh, two girls: is Takia Crystal Kima and her friend Wanda, 
And Wanda goes in there like, mm-hmm. there's two other guys waiting for him. It's Tommy Davidson and David Allen Greer. It's a double date and shit like that. It's always the worst shit. I've actually had that happen. <laughs> <coughs> double blind. You know, the trifecta. Double blind. First double blind. The trifecta. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much guaranteed to be all bad. <laughs> so it was pretty much the way, that's what it was. So as soon the Tommy Davidson's reaction when he first sees Wanda is priceless. He's like, damn! He's like, no, 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 this, this is Wanda. This is your day. And he's like going to his friend, like, dude, get me out of here now. And, but he realizes he has to stay, so he's like, he's, he make, he's purposely being as rude as possible. Right. And like, Wanda's like, mm, my throat is dry. Can I get a drink? Yeah, bartender, can we get some water? <laughs> water? <laughs> and then Tom, and uh, the other two is uh, uh, David Allegria and Takiya Crystal Kima are actually having a good, trying to have the date or whatever, but they just had those two tag-alongs and shit. And like, uh, so Wanda, uh, they tell me you go to Poly U. Oh, yeah, word up. Uh, so uh, uh, first I was into like uh, theatrics, but uh, I thought, first I was going to be an actress, but then I started getting into modeling. <laughs> really? Oh, cause uh, Tommy here, he's a photographer. Really? Oh, so you know, you know, you can take pictures of me, cause my mom always told me I was real photogenical. <laughs> and you can take pictures of me in them lingerie draws, you know, lingerie. <laughs> and I always mispronounce it. Yeah, lingerie. You know what I'm saying? And then like, uh, <laughs> and then, and then Dave's like, I thought you said your friend was cute. Well, I think she is cute, just like girls. Yeah. I think she is cute. And besides, it's, it's not on the outside; it's on the inside. It kind of, well, somebody should flip ugly ass inside out. <laughs> and one was like, "What did he say?" I know he ain't tripping. No, he said, "I think I should go out there and turn this mama jam out." Oh, I hear you. Let's go dance. <laughs> and then they have awkward date conversations. So one was like, "Um, do you like alligators?" He's like, "I hate them." Oh yeah, me too. This this skin so rough. <laughs> And then, and then, uh, and then at one point, like they, the two guys are able to get together. Like, hey, man, give me your keys, man. No, no, you're not going anywhere. And that girl like a damn jackal. <laughs> like, no, you're not going to pull this on me. You remember Bethesda Willis? Yeah, she looked like Ernie Shavers, man. I was popping blackheads all night. You're going to hold me to that right now? Yes. Like, <laughs> like I would, I would leave my, I would end my friendship with that motherfucker right there. Like, fuck you, dude. You put me to this. Are you serious? I would never talk to you again. Oh my god! And he like, I love it to get the drink. Like, ooh, good thing this ain't liquor. Cause come twelve o'clock, I turn into a wolf. And Tom's like, must be quarter to one. <laughs> and then finally, There's so many great one lines. Yeah, and then finally, he has enough. And then, oh, the, the kicker with the Wanda skits is like, whenever somebody would leave her, she had always had a bunch of shit in her purse. To, like for whatever excuse they would have, like she has uh, something ready for it. He'd be like, "Oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I need some chapstick. Oh no, I got I got a thing of Vaseline. You just put some Vaseline on there, you know. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I need uh some cigarettes. Mm, of course, I got I got cigarettes right here. Um, uh, some matches. <laughs> of course, I got cigarettes. I got matches. Uh, uh, I need gas from my car. What you need? Unleaded or Supreme? <laughs> you ain't got to go nowhere. I got you. You're <laughs> mine. And then finally, Tommy has enough and like runs out of there. And she's like, "Is your friend on crack?" <laughs> but then, like, cause he left, and the two, the other two are having a day, and she's alone. Like all of a sudden, you know, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like. Come on, I said I'm ready to go. Like, I've, I've been on dates with just like that. It's so <laughs> awful. Oh, my God. Like, why are you here? <laughs> like, why the fuck are you here, man? Like, I'm trying to have a good time here. Like, I know you're my boy trying to get laid. I get that. But why did she bring you? Okay? 
Like, <laughs> and then uh, at the end of the skit, like fucking, they leave or whatever. And then, but behind her friend's back, she gets she goes to David and's like, "Here my number, call me." <laughs> I rock your world, and that became the catchphrase. Now, in terms of the character's look, the blonde wig came from Keenan Ivory Wayans. Hmm. Yeah, so he was going through like uh, they were looking for like something to spice up the character. Keenan went through like some wardrobe stuff. He's like, he just like grabbing stuff. Like he get the wig. He's like, where that? You know what I'm saying? And then like gave her the big dress with the titties. Like where that? You know what I'm saying? And then uh, David Allen Greer himself is actually the one that came up with "I'll rock your world," which became Wanda's catchphrase. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? "I'll rock your world." That kind of <laughs> shit. That shit. And then he, uh, Jamie Foxx tells a great story. He's actually told this on the radio too. Uh, I believe on like Swing in the Morning or one of them type things. Where he was dressed in full Wanda regalia, and the guest that week, the musical guest that week, was Teddy Riley in Black Street. Mm-hmm. And as Teddy is leaving, Jamie Foxx in full Wanda getup goes to Jamie, goes to uh, Teddy Riley, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also a singer, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I got my demo tape right here. And he looks at Jamie in full regalia, he's like, impossible, and just walks away. <laughs> It's pretty. It's That's pretty yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, oh my god! This <laughs> is a nah. Yeah, nah. And then, but the character stayed on, and after the Wayans left, it kind of became the most popular character on the show. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, and then uh, they did different ones. Like another one I really love was the Basic Instinct one. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did a parody of Basic Instinct. They had a uh, Alan Wentworth as the Sharon Stone character. They had a uh, Tommy Davidson as his cop doing an investigation of his murder and like she has him on the bed like I, like, I had him on this bed like this naked and help us and then she blindfolds him and he's like and, and uh, then what happened then my girlfriend took over girlfriend and it's Wanda <laughs> <laughs> and then he does the one and then like, they're flirting throughout the whole thing but he's blindfolded so he doesn't know what she looks like like you know, ooh hunt me down and take me sugar hey like a bowl of grits <laughs> Is that what, uh, I thought all the care, uh, I thought cops carried a forty five. What you got right there is a three uh three fifty seven Magnum. Hey, dirty Harry. <laughs> 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 it's so funny. And then finally, uh, hey, uh, won't you go and take this blindfold off and play a little show and tell? Okay, then show and tell. Just the, he takes the. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> like, and and Wanda's like, I thought you said you wanted to be with a freak. Yeah, I want to be with a freak. I want to be with a damn freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then like uh, and then she, she does the uh, basic incident and pulls out an ice pick like oh my god oh my god don't kill me don't kill me kill me and Wanda's like shut up shut up shut up I'm not gonna kill I'm just gonna pick my teeth <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like oh my god I thought you were gonna kill me and you know what I'm gonna do what you gonna do I'm gonna rock your world <laughs> and he's like Kill me. <laughs> Kill me right now. Just put it right there, right now, please. And now it's cool. I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to have a little smoke. Yeah, a little cigarette or whatever. And I'm going to show you what you're missing. And then he pull, pulls his legs right over. Juan pulls his legs right over. He's like, oh, <laughs> Lord in heaven, I've just seen the face of Satan himself. <laughs> and he gets out of there still attached to the bed. <laughs> Bed frame, which is hilarious visual, and then of course she ends up sad. It's like I was gonna rock his world too. Aww. <laughs> and the audience always feels sad for all, but she's like so gross. <laughs> and then they did another one with uh, uh, it's the same thing. The usual, the usual foil, and most of the Wanda skits was Tommy Davidson, mm-hmm. and it always being he will always be in some position where he does not see her at first, right? 
And then, of course, they'd be flirting throughout the whole thing. And then, like, he finally sees him, like, he has this crazy reaction or whatever. <laughs> it's when you get it's the reaction yeah. shots. Yeah, exactly. So, during the masseuse thing, Tommy Davidson has on these, like, leopard-printed underwear. <laughs> and it, there's a great blooper <laughs> of that particular scene where uh, Tommy, uh, Jamie was just supposed to, like, slightly pull on the uh, underwear. But he does the opposite Pretty much pulls him all the way down. <laughs> so you see uh, Tommy's naked ass on national television. <laughs> and Tommy is pissed off. You can, t- you can tell him, like, you can tell he's so super pissed off. You can, you can see him mouth the words, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's just it's just like uh, it's just like that moment in Black Dynamite yeah. when he accidentally hits the guy for Motherfucker. real. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're just like that. But, yeah, they're <laughs> mouthing up words and shit. And then another great one, Jim Carrey as... As Dracula. Oh, yeah. And it was the Bram Stoker's Dracula version, so the Gary Oldman version of Dracula. Yep. And it's Jim Carrey doing it. At last, I finally have my bride, and it's Wanda. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> I've crossed oceans of time to find you. Hey, could I just call? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny. And then apparently the... Uh, the one, the whole thing with Wanda is like, a, I, I have to leave. I have, I have to leave. The same thing. Like, yeah. I have to leave. I have to go home to my coffin. And she has a coffin in her apartment. <laughs> and let me rock I'm your, <laughs> let me rock your underworld. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, uh, okay, if we want to do it, I want to do it in the sunlight. And she's like, okay, then. Let the world see. And he opens the door. Of course, he's a vampire. He so he vaporizes. <laughs> now, in the last season, they put a, uh, they actually gave the character a storyline. Where uh, she got pregnant, and she doesn't know who the father is, <laughs> which uh, is hilarious. Because yeah, who, who, uh, who's a lot? Who's a lot? I mean, I'm sure there's not a lot of dudes trying to knock that down. So <laughs> how would you not know? But yeah, the whole thing about it is they have the birth and doing the opening season, and everybody's like, like, uh, like. <laughs> I remember they uh, they delivered the baby and the baby like kind of came alive, like ah, it was attacking Tommy Davis and Tommy Davis was a doctor. <laughs> 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 and then, like, they grab the baby, and the uh, the care the doc the nurses Carol Rosenthal, and she looks at the baby. Well, it's a uh, oh, um, it's uh, it's alive. <laughs> and, she to, uh, and then because the baby, they show the shot of the baby. The baby looks just like her. You know what I'm <laughs> so it's like uh, like uh, what's the horse's? I mean, uh, what's the uh, what's the father's name? And they're like, yeah. Who did this? <laughs> Why is he allowed to walk the earth? <laughs> and then the end, the end is like, I don't know, but I'm telling you why I don't wonder. I'm going to find your daddy. <laughs> so the rest of the season is her going to different places trying to find the potential father to the baby. And one of them was, uh, was Barry Bonds. <laughs> She's in a limo in L.A. And uh, Mark Wilmore plays the limo driver. Yeah. And then, like, she's stalking Barry Bonds, basically. And then, like, uh, <laughs> kind of find out that the dude she slept with is actually the limo driver. And he runs away and shit. Like, talking about, like, oh, no, 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 I don't want no parts of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking gross, man. Like, fucking, oh, yeah. I'm like I said, who, I mean, who would knock that down, though? Like, who? Well, that's what's so great about, about that character in particular. And, and, again, talking about, like, reality informing comedy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been there. Mm-hmm. You run into that one person, you're like, ah, All right, now um, now we're gonna go to a bunch of the one-time or infrequent skits that maybe happen once or twice, but a lot of people still remember. Now the first one that comes to that is a uh, Bob Jackson karate instructor with Jim Carrey. Yep. Now that's the one on that 
that one on YouTube is like super popular. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because of the fact it's just like it's so weird and Jim Carrey. Well, it's so physical. physical stuff. Yeah, it's That's so what physical. It is. It's the physical comedy. Yeah, so that one is very popular on YouTube. So it's Jim Carrey playing this karate instructor named Bob Jackson, <laughs> who was a former world champion, and he's teaching this like self defense class for women. And it's like uh, this one woman is like uh, what, what's your highest concerns? Yes, you. Say you found out something about your husband, like he got another wife and some kids. So my question is, how do you kill a man in his sleep? <laughs> and Bob Jackson's like, let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> yeah, he's the, yeah, he's the big voice like, I'm Bob Jackson. <laughs> I am also a former world champion. His gi has like Bob, 1976 world champion. <laughs> now you will find this course to be more expensive than most other ones. But I promise you, once you're done... You'll never be afraid of violence again. <laughs> so I'm going to show you how to uh, protect yourself from a knife attack. And he has a special knife or whatever, and he gives it to Kelly Caulfield. <clears throat> like, come on, just, uh, like, are you sure? Like, yeah, yeah, this this is a real knife. Like, yeah, he's like, he's all right, come on, come on. And she comes and let him and stabs him. He's <laughs> like, it's cool. And you see him, like, he's bleeding, he's bleeding profu- yeah. profusely. <laughs> and it's like, a, it's all right. I was able to shift most of my internal organs. <laughs> now, like most beginners, you attack me wrong. <laughs> and you're supposed to come at me like this, and he has like the arm like extended like crazy. Like Where crazy it looks life. like it looks like the original Halloween. Exactly. Or, or uh, psycho. Yeah, exactly. So and he's like, uh, just try it again. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, let's try it again. And she stabs him again in the stomach this time. He's like, Oh man. <laughs> Look. <laughs> it's all right. You still bend on those elbows, though. <laughs> you got to keep the arm completely straight. <laughs> That's the whole key. And then she finally does what he asked. What he uh, what he asked her to do. And she's like, yeah, like this guy, yeah, just like that, just like that. Bah, 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 bah! <laughs> Fucks her up, man. And like, hey, come on, we, you crazy? This is the first class. I had to show her how easy it could be. <laughs> and like, you know, this is a fraud. Yeah, and I looked it up. In 1976, Chuck Norris was the world champion. He's like, I never said I was the only world champion. <laughs> <laughs> there were a bunch of them. I spar with Elvis. And of course, <laughs> of course, it ends with his class, his class people kicking his ass. As as you'd expect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Buttons. You remember this one? No, I don't think I know the Buttons. So the Buttons is basically their version of Coneheads. So <laughs> what it was, like, you know, as the name implies, instead of cones on their heads, the family has butts on their foreheads. The entire family. It's like a husband, wife, and two kids. And they all have, like, you know, butt things or whatever. And everything's, like, butt jokes and, like, jokes about cracks and shit like that or whatever. <laughs> and the funniest part was, like, in the first uh, first one, uh, like, uh, some guy comes to the door. It's David Andrew. He's like, hello? Uh, gas man. He walks in there. Mm, oh, smell like foot and ass in here. <laughs> like, we don't smell anything. Like... <laughs> And then uh, the, so the husband and wife always dancing together, like uh, like dancing cheek to cheek. Now they had these ass <laughs> prosthetics in their heads and shit. And then one uh, episode had the daughter going out on her first date, and uh, she wears like a uh, she wears like this headband. It's a it's a thong. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she's like, uh, that's that. a beautiful headband. Thank you. I got the idea from a share video. <laughs> and her date is Richard Dickerson, a <laughs> white boy with. <laughs> Big prosthetic nose that look like a dick. <laughs> and then the funny thing about it is the family's like weirded out about it. like, can you believe that? Our daughter 
dating a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> the but they only did like two. I think I only did like two episodes of the Buttons, but it was so weird. All right, now this other one. This is another one of those one-time skits, but it actually goes back to something we talked about the last episode. Uh, Arsenio Hall, mm. Cape Rear. You know what that one is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would. <laughs> so basically, what happens is it's uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans as Arsenio Hall, and Jamie Foxx is Eddie Murphy wearing the fucking Eddie Murphy Raw outfit, yeah. the purple leather suit and shit. And they're basically doing a reenactment of the 1991 Martin Scorsese version of Cape Fear with a. Mm. Uh, with an Eddie doing the Nick Nolte part and uh, Arsenio as the uh, Robert De Niro, you know, uh, this, the, the Max recently, Katie. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the recently released Convict. Yeah, exactly. So what it is, like, uh, it starts out with Eddie Murphy, like, in a movie theater, like, <laughs> like with his bodyguards and shit. Hey, it's crazy, man. You know, it's, it's, a, it's nice to see a movie theater that still shows the golden child. <laughs> so they're sitting there watching it, and Arsenio is in front doing the loud laugh like Max Katie does in the movie. <laughs> He's <laughs> doing the Arsenio version. Oh! <laughs> and then, like, hey man, this guy's laughing like a jackass. Why would, our, why would Arsenio hate them? Exactly. <laughs> ah, Eddie, you remember three, uh, four long years ago, you banished me to my own show, and you know I wanted to be a big movie star like you. But <laughs> <laughs> like, look, man, I told you, man, like, you had your own thing, like, but you were just doing too much. Ah, Eddie, you don't know pain. You never had to, you have no concept of time. You never had to interview Ed Asner. You want no pain. You want no pain, Eddie. You try to kiss Diana Ross. The hair moves. Like, oh, I saw a picture of Paul Abdul before the nose job. That's pain. And then Eddie Lee's like, I want your career, Eddie. I want your career. I just want to party all the time. Party all the time. <laughs> and he keeps stalking on Eddie's, like, calling the police and shit. Like, but they, the police are asking him to do, like, Eddie Murphy jokes. Like, Eddie, this is Eddie Murphy. Can you please go? I can't do Eddie Murphy for us, but this is Eddie Murphy. Could you please uh, help me out here? Like, okay, okay, I'll do it once. <laughs> so he doesn't laugh yeah, on it. Okay, I like to talk to you about the thing. Like, okay, now can you get can I get some assistance out here, please? And like, yeah, and then do the whole asking him to and they're doing the whole thing with the wall with our senior. Ah, Eddie, my people tell me that you have a restraining order against me, and I think that's very rude, Eddie. But we gonna have a, we gonna have a good time, Eddie. <laughs> we gonna party all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep stalking Eddie and shit. <laughs> he keeps wearing out Eddie's. Yeah. Single. Uh, yeah, I want your career, Eddie. Your career, except for those last three music videos you made. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's they call it they called it Cape Rear. That was the name of it. Yeah, that's a killer one. Oh, the Capitol Hill Billies. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, but what they do is a reenactment of the Beverly Hill Billies, except this is with the newly elected, newly elected at the time, Bill Clinton. And Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come listen to a story about a man named Bill. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, so he got dick over Capitol Hill, but before he ain't ever took any creed, he went to Vietnam and he smoked a little weed. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't reefer, that is. Didn't inhale. <laughs> the Capitol Hill Billies. <laughs> yeah. I hope he does. It was, it was, I forgot what they said. But like, uh, something, something creed. And I hope he doesn't do to the country what he does to Hillary. And Jennifer, too. And Jennifer Flowers. <laughs> I'll come back now, yeah? <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh, yeah, the DeBoner 2000. Uh, I don't know if you saw this skit. But it was uh, Karen Rosenthal doing the, the, 
doing the Lorena Bobbitt bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I basically just heard, if you ever heard of the story of Lorena Bobbitt, folks, it's... it's There's uh, actually yeah. this great, uh, great uh, documentary on Amazon's two or three part. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, there was a lot about that I didn't know. I mean, granted, you know, you and I were kids when that happened, but... Mm-hmm. My, my dad, his favorite story mm-hmm. about that is it was running on TV, like news-wise or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there, I'm all of about, I don't know, maybe five or six at the time, mm-hmm. and he's looking at me, and he can tell that I'm kind of figuring out what they're saying, but I mean, again, this is like, you know, pre-internet, the way they're censoring everything on the news, they're mm-hmm. using a lot of euphemisms to describe what happened. Phallic. And yeah, and I'm looking at him kind of weird, and and my dad, I, I looked at my dad, and I go, what, what happened? And he goes, well... That lady. <laughs> that lady. I can't just imagine Dean trying to explain this to you. <laughs> that lady mm-hmm. chopped his weenie off. Oh wow! And he said, "I grabbed my grabbed my crotch and fell on the ground and went oh." And he goes, "Every man in the country feels, feels the, the same, same way, thing. son." <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that's so awful. But okay, so the Deboner two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> was a, a great it one. was an info commercial with her uh, Karen Rosenthal and Lorena Bobby and, every, and she had this like super serrated fucking knife and shit that she was selling and shit and everything she kept chopping with it was like phallic shaped so it was like and then she was like doing like <laughs> so she was chopping like fucking cucumbers and, and carrots, bananas yeah. carrots and bananas and shit and just chopping shit up and like eat the D-Bona 2000 and it cleans up easy <laughs> uh, okay uh, Ghost 2 I never saw the Ghost too. Well. Oh I can God. only imagine. It's so it's Ghost, like the Patrick Swayze movie right. from the nineties, but instead of Patrick Swayze, it's Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Tommy Davis and the Sammy Davis Jr. So they have the whole thing to keep the Whoopi Goldberg character. She's Sammy just, Davis Jr. wasn't even dead yet, was he? Yeah, he had just died. Oh, okay. he, he died in the early nineties. I forgot exactly. Yeah, well, I know he died in the early nineties, but I just couldn't remember exactly when. Yeah, but it was the early nineties. Okay. Know? So, uh, but yeah, he died, and then like uh, a. <laughs> So what happens is they do the whole thing with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character being a psychic medium, whatever, like, and then, but she's, but uh, Sammy possesses her. And he's like, he's like, he's like with some other lady, like, oh yes, I got your husband now. I had, a, I had something to tell you before I died, you know, doing a Whoopi Goldberg voice. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotta be me. <laughs> like, what's what? Like, I don't know what's going on here. Oh, I've gotta be me. <laughs> and then it comes out, and Sammy Davis Jr. like, I need you to give me a yeah, yeah, babe. I'm back, and it's I'm good to be here. You know, <laughs> doing the Sammy Davis Jr. stick. And it's like, I how 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 do I know you're the real Sammy? How how do I know you're the real Sammy? Like he's like uh, doing those little songs and shit, uh, like uh, I've got. Hi hopes. I've got hi hopes. Anybody can do a bargain, uh, bargain basement, Sammy. Uh, okay, I, I got one for you. Cut, 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 Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. No, <laughs> keep her on. Okay, okay, okay. It is you. Only Sammy would take credit for singing the theme song to Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> And what it is is like uh, she he Sam Davis Jr. wants Whoopi Goldberg to find Sammy's wife so he can have one last message to her or whatever. Right. And then in the end they do the whole possession thing, and uh, uh, Sammy possesses uh, Whoopi's character and does the song Mr. Bojangles to his wife. Oh. But it does like but it does like you know relevant to Sammy, like. <laughs> 
I knew a man, his name was Sam, he danced for you. That old soft shoe. <laughs> but then he died, and the IRS took what was due <laughs> and left you blue. He took everything he could find, everything he could find, <laughs> except my love for you. Dun, dun, dun. Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> Mr. Bojangles. And honey, I love you. I love you too. Now hug me like you hugged Nixon. He's like this awkward ass hug. <laughs> Goes to. <laughs> yeah, babe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Grace Jones. You ever see Grace Jones on Moon Color? No, Kim a, lot the, a lot of these one-offs I think I missed. Kim Wayans played Grace Jones on there. It was hilarious. Like one, the first one was a a blind date episode. It was like Tommy Davidson was like the guy, and Jim Carrey was like this French waiter. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm really nervous. Blind date, Monsieur. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, how'd you know? Well, you're French. You can just tell. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, uh, like uh, you know, uh, he's like he's basically getting a, doing the date thing, so you know to make his uh social profile look good for work. Like, you know, in today's society, you need a great date. I've heard a lot about this lady. She's beautiful, stylish, strong. I can't wait to meet her. <gasps> and it's Grace Jones comes busting the window <laughs> and shit. Hello. <laughs> the strong voice, I'm Grace Jones. <laughs> and it's basically Grace Jones, how she looks in um in Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. She's <laughs> like that with the freaking crazy arm and shit. <laughs> I'm Grace Jones. Like, hello, nice to meet you. Do you find me sexy? <laughs> I said, do you find me sexy? <laughs> and she's like, just in, crazy intimidating and shit. And then uh, Jim Carrey's like, uh, uh, how can I help you, Mr. <laughs> Slap. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Madame. <laughs> He's like, uh, what do you have to eat? <laughs> what would you like to eat? I want an alligator. <laughs> alligator? <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> we do not have alligator. I like it raw. <laughs> and then Tom Davis is like, so uh, what, are your, what are your interests? What do you like to do? I like to chew glass. <laughs> I like to ride sharks. And I like to bite the heads off of gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see Jim Carrey in the back with the fucking alligator tail. Alligator, I miss you, butch. <laughs> Excuse me. She pulls out a machete. Stand back, weakling! <laughs> he goes and attacks the goddamn alligator. You see her fighting with the alligator tail. And she finally chops the tail off and shit. And he's like, wait a ch-. And the Tom Davis is like, wait a check, please. And she's like, would you like a piece of my tail, Harvey? <laughs> like, uh, he's like, listen, this, I don't think this is going to work out. And, and she's like, no. Oh, no. We're just getting started. <laughs> Wait till you see my shrunken head collection. <laughs> she picks them up and goes out the window and she starts. And that was the the, the caveat to each of the skills her singing Slave to the Rhythm, the great the Grace Jones <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Slave to the Rhythm. <laughs> Slave to the. And then the second one was actually probably more famous. And this one was actually another popular one on YouTube is uh, Rocky Six. Before they actually was a Rocky Six. Oh right, right. So it's like a uh, Jim Carrey and uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans is Apollo. <laughs> so Apollo's like, I know, <laughs> I know this is the biggest fight of your life, and I know I came back from the dead to train you. But tell you, fighting this person is suicide. Oh come on, Apollo, you just want to humiliate. 
Humility. Humility. Okay, okay, okay. Too many syllables. <laughs> I got like, hated that, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's too good. Tiger. You, know, you got the eye of the tiger and the IQ of a llama bean. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you're not fighting a person here. You're fighting an animal. And it still scared me. Yeah? <laughs> well, this one will. And then, of course, the opponent is Grace Jones. <laughs> and they get into the fight or whatever, and she fight, and he starts hitting her and does nothing, but then she fits, she hits him like, hello, Rocky. Do you find me sexy? <laughs> I said, do you find me sexy? And then he, he's hitting her as hard as he can. Like, harder, faster, harder, faster. <laughs> Enough of the foreplay, Rocky. So whose place is it? Yours or mine? He's like, come on, Grace. I got a wife and kid. I guess it's gonna be mine, Rocky. And knocks him out. <laughs> and she starts dragging him out. Same thing to slave to the rhythm. Slave to the rhythm. Adrian! Slave <laughs> to the rhythm. <laughs> yeah, but you should watch some Grace Jones one, man. I'm gonna go back and watch a lot of these one offs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Since we talked about Michael Jackson earlier, Home Alone 2. Yeah, I did see that one. Oh, my God. Man. I was actually, I, I was considering posting that the other day. Yeah. Dude, that was killer. Actually, I think the official name was Home Alone Again with Michael Jackson. Yeah, Home Alone Again. And then the kid in it was uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Was that that JTT? It it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I gotta watch that again. I didn't recognize it as JTT. Instead of Macaulay Culkin, it's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That's a young JTT. Very young JTT. That was funny. And like, Michael Jackson, hit that PYT. I will let you in, Michael, but you know, my parents said I shouldn't let strangers in. I said, your parents are the Bahamas, so could the house to ourselves. It's so weird. It's so creepy. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like, what happens if my career doesn't take off? Are you going to dumb me like Webster? No, <laughs> we'll be friends forever. Like, okay, I'll let you in, Michael. I guess it does the, you know, the hot, the hot, the, the, the hot, hot handle. handle. <laughs> 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 he burns himself. He yeah. starts doing the Michael Jackson dance Come outside. Come on, Kali. I got some naked pictures of my sister. Who doesn't not beat it, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> like, Come on, we go to my house. Uh, we can play my monkey. In fact, we can blow bubbles. <laughs> yeah, she blows, blow bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> and then they do the whole thing. We let them in. And I don't know, first it does the fucking um, BB gun thing. Yeah. Through the fucking mouth. <laughs> but it doesn't <laughs> crotch. Yeah. I heard that. Hurt that. Hurt that. Hurt that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finally lets them in. Like, come on, Michael, if you really want to, come on in. He has a thing where it burns his head and shit. Yeah. Hey. Pepsi commercial. <laughs> oh my God, what is this? A Pepsi commercial? I know. We can play cards. We can play charades. We can do all kinds of stuff. Come on, Macaulay. I want to see you moonwalk. <laughs> and then <laughs> they say, you know, Michael's chasing this child throughout this house, and it's so creepy. <laughs> It's creepy, but it's hilarious. It's so creepy. Though. It's even funnier realizing it's a JTT. You know, since he left <laughs> to go do, uh, was it Lion King on Broadway? Yeah. He hasn't really been been in the uh, public eye much. No, he hasn't. I'm waiting for him to come back. I mean, just just like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> he could come back like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't know about that. But uh, he had look. He had a strong following. The last, a lot of yeah. those women yeah. are our age. They would they would pay to see it. Last thing I saw him in major was he did a couple episodes of Smallville. Dude, he played like a villain. That's the last thing I saw him in. That was like early I must, have, I must have missed that. I have to watch it again. He, well, he had this character where he like he uh, he was like they had like the meteor freak of the week. Okay. On Smallville, and he was like the villain of the week, and his ability was he could split himself into two. So he was dating like there's like two girls on the show, Lana and Chloe. He's dating both of them at the same time. Huh. But like the excuses were like, well, he was with me. Well, he was with me. Like, well, you technically were both of them because he can split himself yeah. off and shit. So that kind of thing. So it was, it was a no. weird character. 
and they brought him back, and they did, they did like sort of a Sinister Six thing with like all the meteor freaks that uh, Clark character Clark Kent's character catches. They all kind of banded together and got him one time. So they did that kind of thing. Huh. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, oh yeah, Lamar Hightower. I like this one. <laughs> now they did a skit on there uh, called Miss Black USA. Hmm. I don't know if you saw that one. So yeah. like, yeah, he's a uh, David Lambert. Hey, I do this evening. Uh, welcome to the Miss Black USA pageant here from the <laughs> here from the uh, Lola Falana Recreation <laughs> Lola Recreational Center from beautiful downtown Motown, Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> and they had like the fucking different contestants from different inner cities or whatever. And I remember the one the uh, the question portion where every <laughs> all the girls was like. Uh, Singing like well, all the girls were doing different things. Like one was doing like an interpretive dance, another one was doing like the song called "I Am Woman." Like she's like, "I'm woman, female, feminine, fantastical." When I look in the mirror, I see woman, 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 woman. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. And then there's one girl doing um, <laughs> doing like you know the how they do the music with the spoons and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. she's doing the thing from Shaft with spoons and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then they had the question portion like, uh, uh, "Who is your role model?" Like uh, well, well, if you if you could do one thing uh, in the world, I would. Well, if I could do one thing in the world, I would have everybody be nice to each other. Now, my role model is a person that's always nice, who's always turned the other cheek. The Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> and then the other one was like uh, like if you were trapped on a desert island, what would you take with you? Well, I would definitely take with me the teachings of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> and like, uh, then the last contestant, like, uh, please describe joy in one word. Joy, sir, I do not know the meaning of the word. But the Reverend Martin Luther King did. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally they had one girl uh, win. It was to kill Crystal Kima. Uh, like, she win Miss Black Person USA. And then uh, David Allen Grill singing the theme song for Miss Black Person USA as she's getting the crown and shit. <laughs> Miss Black Person USA, the finest in the land. Miss Black Person USA, like a big sweet honey glazed ham. <laughs> Brown and lovely, like a bottle of ancient wine. Look what she got. Man, look at that big behind. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Miss Black Person USA. <laughs> and then the same people did another show, the Black People Awards. <laughs> so what it was, they would fucking do like, uh, you know, awards for all the different, you know, stereotypical shit on television. Mm. Uh, they had awards, they had uh, awards called uh, for uh, <laughs> Best Scared Brother on a Police Show. <laughs> I remember the and the, the nominees were like uh, it's like Marlon Wayans like just looking so scary like <laughs> so whatever his name is and Jake and the Fat Man is Marlon Wayans like oh my god please just don't kill me man <laughs> and then another one is Sean Wayans acting like he's a crackhead like I tell you brother I'm clean man man come on I got sackies man <laughs> and the last one is Jamie Foxx he's like oh <laughs> and then uh, Jane Foster's character wins, and then he pulls. Actually, he pulls a black dynamite here. And he's like, like he all he did was scream in his clip that he showed, and he's like, uh, and he goes up there. He's like a Shakespearean trained actor and shit. <laughs> like, oh yes, yes. Well, uh, all those years at Harvard, those years at Yale, and all those years at Stratford uh, made it all worth it for my role in Hunter. <laughs> Th- thug by the water fountain. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then they did a best actress award, and it was a. Uh, and then they did a best sassy neighbor, 
And okay. it was just like, oh, I'm like, uh, not with my man, you ain't, all that shit or whatever. And then Kim Wayans' character wins. And she's like, yo. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is so wonderful. Now, <laughs> this is how I should be. And the only way we can be successful in this business is black people have to stick together. Now, in order to, now, well, for, for my award, I gotta thank my, uh, my team, Barry Schwartz, Sal Ribbonitz. And last of all, my knock'em go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all those Jewish lawyers and shit. <laughs> and uh, and then they uh, had another best actress category. And it's uh, the funny thing about it is every person in the category is Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, Star Trek: Next Generation. Whoopi Goldberg, Ghost. Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Serafina. What the fuck this shit is? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> she kept doing it and then the winner is Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> and she's like uh, wow uh, thank you I'm, surprised. I'm so surprised I won yeah. and like what the hell is this look seriously you, you know I get a Jewish name and you dog me you know what I'm saying I date a white guy you embarrass me and look what is this stupid award it's like a fucking Oscar with a fucking uh, it's an Oscar with an afro <laughs> <laughs> this is nasty award is getting my hand all greasy and shit <laughs> But yeah, the black people showing the black people awards and shit, and it was just really silly shit like that. Let's see what else anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, late night with Mike Tyson. <laughs> late night with Mike Tyson was great. Yeah, we could talk about that, and we could talk about the fucking which we haven't talked about the love connection, the very again, first on Living Color skit. We don't actually talk and, about that. And again, you got to bring it back in because Mike Tyson. It's, it's also Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm talking about late night first. Now late night with Mike Tyson is basically like they're doing a parody of Arsenio Hall show. It's basically the exact same skit. The exact same set as the Arsenio Hall show, and uh, but they use different uh, late night segments from different late night hosts. So if Mike Tyson comes out, he does his little monologue. Yeah. And then so he does the first thing with the Arsenio uh, Hall thing. We talked about this crowd, like, yeah, these are the guys who sat by while tongue kissed the son Ali by while tongue kissed their wives and mothers. <laughs> it is like these aren't jokes, folks. These are just joke. These are just things that make you say, "Robbing you, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> You ever heard that boxer, you know, who's like molesting all the uh, beauty contestants? What do you think he is? A Supreme Court judge? <laughs> and then, oh yeah, and his sidekick was Don King. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they did Just the, like in real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they do the whole uh, Karnak the Magnificent thing. Yeah. Yeah, with, a, with Mike Tyson and Don King. So I have here this envelope that has been panasonically sealed <laughs> in a mayonnaise jar on Jerry Cooney's porch since noon today. But you, in your horrifical way, will ascertain the answer to the book, will ascertain the answer to this letter without ever seeing the in, in contents. Thank you very much, Larry Holmes, jockstrap breath. <laughs> <laughs> and he holds the, holds the envelope. Fee fi, fee fi, fee fi fo. Fee fi, fee fi, fee fi fo. Where's my telephone number? <laughs> <laughs> And then they do the, other, they do the uh, Letterman Top 5. So it's like, okay, these are the top five things that people ask Mike Tyson. <laughs> Number one, could you please step out the car, sir? <laughs> Number four, you want to take your hands off my ass? <laughs> Number three, will the defendant please rise? <laughs> Number two, you want to take your hands off my ass? <laughs> and the number one thing that people like to ask Mike Tyson... Did you do the voice for Tweety Boy? <laughs> <laughs> And then they uh, do a the whole uh, J- Joan Embry from the San Diego Zoo, bring the yep. pet on. It's like a cockatoo or whatever. Eat it, birdie. And the bar's like, ah, Polly want a cracker, Polly want a cracker. Polly want what? 
You always want something. You always want something. We haven't even slept together. You're, you're pissing me off. Get off my show. She punches the bird and shit. And then the other one, since we talked about it, Love Connection, the very first oh, great. televised and living color skit was Love Connection. It was uh, Jim Carrey as Chuck Woolery. And the dates on there was Robin Givens and Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Chuck, well, but being you know Jim Carrey being Chuck Wolf was like, we'll be back in uh, two and two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we had a date last night. Let's see how it went. Let's say hello to Robin Givens. And she comes out. Is is Kim Coles? Robin Givens. Yeah. And like, uh, let's say hello to your date, Mike Tyson. Is Mike Tyson on the screen? <laughs> Hi, Michael. Hi, Robin. <laughs> hey, Robin. <laughs> how you doing, Mike? I tell you, I'm really static to be here, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, like we went, yeah, yeah. We went, we went out. We had a really good time, you know. I mean, I look at her. I was like, yeah, she had a really nice butt, you know. I was like, yeah, like <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a good time. <laughs> and then uh, um, I, like uh, I gave him all, all these other things or whatever. And like, uh, what did you give Michael? Lithium. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then then the lithium wore then the lithium wore off. Then Michael, yeah, the lithium wore off. You know what I'm saying? After that, it wasn't ecstatic, you know. You know, I was in the parking lot, you know, with this uh, this really pretty woman, so I tucked my tongue down her throat, you know. (laughs) And then some guy walks up, he's like, hey, that's my mother. So I come out of nowhere and I punch him in in his uh, his stomach. He's like, oh my God, I'm bleeding entirely. It's pretty funny. It reminds me of the bones across the Smith, like, where I (laughs) punch it to his nerve, third rib, and I push his nose into his brain, right? He's like, oh, oh, Mike, Mike, ding, 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 ding. Well, that was quite a date. <laughs> and then the Robin's like, uh, if you guys want to go out again, ultimately Michael pay for it. <laughs> and Robin's like, well, there is a diamond breaks that I would like. Michael, would you want to take me out? And Mike? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess Robin, yeah. <laughs> I think the choices were like, uh, if you want to go, like, we'll go with Mike, JFK Jr., or Donald Trump. Yeah, well, the audience picked Michael again. (laughs) (laughs) And then speaking of Mike, three men and three champs and a baby. Yeah, a parody of the movie Three Men and a Baby with uh, Tom. So instead of Tom Selleck, uh, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Mm -hmm. Danson, we get Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, (laughs) and Sugar Ray Leonard. (laughs) And then I love the because the three guys are interacting together like freaking like. Uh, and then Muhammad Ali is portrayed as like having you know memory lapses and shit, and, like being incoherent. And Sugar Ray is like super you know pretty and shit. And then uh, Mike is just being Mike and shit. And then he, the, fir- <laughs> the first one like Mike Tyson's like, hey uh, hey is this Buster Douglas? Is this the guy that fought Mike Tyson? Yeah, you know I think you should fight him again, like <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, like, like what? Okay, so yeah, it's me, it's me, Buster. Come on, man, just let me borrow the belt for a weekend. You know, it's not good with the bras. You know. Okay, fine. You know, I'm gonna give Robin's mother your number. <laughs> like, uh, what's that thing you used to say, Ali? Uh, I believe it's float like a butterfinger, stink like a tree. No, no, that's not it. And then Sugar Ray, hello. I believe it's float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. <laughs> the sugar ray stilted delivery and shit. Yeah. And then they find the baby on the fucking doorstep and shit. Like, oh, what's it say? Oh, yeah. What's it say? I can't read it. <laughs> yeah. And then sugar ray reads the letter. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, remember that party last year? Well, here's your baby. And like, wait a minute. That could be any one of us. 
We were all at the party. It's signed Judy. Oh, Judy. <laughs> well, maybe I guess we'll share. I guess we can share the responsibilities of the baby, too. <laughs> so apparently all of us, apparently all of them not down Judy. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, fucking like, uh, hey, that baby, why don't you look in my eyes? Take a look at the prettiest man you ever seen. <laughs> like, shit, Ray Leonard. His <laughs> shit, but the baby pisses on him and shit. Yeah. And they do, like, the whole thing, uh, uh, you gotta change the diaper so the baby doesn't get a wrench. The baby got roaches? Oh, this baby got roaches? Is hi, it's me, Muhammad Ali. Z-Con Roach Spray, the best roach spray in the world. <laughs> okay, and every time the bell rang, he would punch Mike. <laughs> Round three, rope a dope, pop, and Mike just nothing. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny, Ali. Pretty funny. <laughs> and they did that skit, and then they did another one, uh, the sequel skit, Three Champs and a Little Lady, where they actually the baby grew up, and like, you know, that uh, it's actually them going on our first date and shit. Yeah. And like, uh, he's like, uh, I remember the first time I saw a beautiful, yeah, I saw this most beautiful. Eye. I remember I was doing this fight, and I saw the most beautiful I ever seen, and I winked at me. Then I picked it up and then I picked it up and put it back in the socket. <laughs> <laughs> and then my, I'm like, this thing. I remember my first date. They're like, you do? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if anything goes wrong, if you can call my number, I roll in the ball. I get in the roll. I come right over. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Mike. No, Mike. And then her date comes. Like, it was freaking Jim Carrey. Like, dad, dad, dad. This is my date, Jerry Cooney Jr. <laughs> and then uh, Mike, Mike lightly taps him. Hey, kid. <laughs> mouth, goes, mouth goes bleeding he's done he and then Muhammad he's like like father like son <laughs> <laughs> yeah so those were pretty funny man uh yeah let's see what else there's another one time where, oh this one we're gonna talk about Little Magic mm. you know Little Magic the yeah. female kid, little girl character come to find out this is actually based on Kim Wayans as a girl I didn't realize that yeah it was actually based on Kim Wayans herself not Keenan tells a really great story about how Kim, of the Wayans kids, like every, we all, they they were all like a funny family. They all kind of had inklings of wanting to be stars, but Kim really wanted to be a star. Hmm. And then there's one particular sign where she like was um, supposed to be in this play, but they had to they had certain things that required her to get like tap shoes and like artificial wings and shit, and the family couldn't afford it. But that didn't deter, deter Kim. So what she did was she got some wire hanger and some curtains and made her own wings. And she got some bottle caps and um, pretty much nailed them to the bottom of her shoes. To make some tap, tap shoes. shoes. And then she invited the entire family and said, hey, come on. I want all y'all to come and see this play and shit. So they all went. And they said it was, to this day, probably the funniest thing they've ever seen. Because <laughs> Kim just overacting the storm, just stepping over everybody. She's sliding around the stage because she has no traction. <laughs> and, then, and then, like I said, they are just dying laughing. <laughs> it's, and it's like they based the character Little Magic. And this little girl, they were having a living color named Little Magic, was constantly trying to make herself a star. <laughs> and you see her mother, who's played by David Allen Grill, like, now, Little Magic got to do this. There's a big producer out there. You know, like, oh, my mama does. And then we're going to get out and get get out of ghetto uh, little magic and then we're gonna be able to uh, get the second uh, get you a boob job uh, little magic and then we'll be able to uh, get the boot out the car oh, hush up fire mama <laughs> oh, that's alright baby now go and get ready and she always introduces herself hi I'm little magic I'm Miss Smile Bright 1987 see <laughs> <laughs> a little big smile and shit but yeah, it'll always have her just overacting the storm and different things and completely taking attention away from all the other 
people that are in skits with her or whatever, and she just like, you know, oh my god, just going with it, they're just going yeah. with it, man. She would just take it, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Tracy Chapman. Huh? You want to chase the trap? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kim Wayans again. Another dope quick Kim Wayans skit where she's. Of, of all the Wayans kids, she's probably the most overlooked. Definitely. Because, like, fucking like. And if, wrongly so. Yeah, if you look at the original Living Color shit, she was like just over the top. Like, she. Yep. As over the top as Marlon is, Kim was in the initial beginning. She was the over the top one of the of the family. Like, and she was like so crazy physically and just like just so out there, or whatever. But the Tracy Chapman was very subdued performance, mm-hmm. but she was, she was still kind of doing herself or whatever. And it's basically making uh, make fun of the singer. Would you, would you call Tracy Chapman like a folk singer or sure? Okay, folk singer Tracy Chapman. <laughs> I don't know enough about her music to really. Well, all, all, all people really knew was like Fast Car and uh, that my shit is that. Give me a reason to stay. That one. I like that one. <laughs> I like this song. Of course you like it. Yeah, turn my back to around. Give me a reason to stay. It's all the lyrics. It's, it's very easy to know. <laughs> it's all the lyrics. Right don't worry, everybody's judging you. Yeah, no, turn around back to around. <laughs> Everybody's judging you. But at the time, Tracy Chapman had the f- very popular song "Fast Car." Like, uh, something about fast car. Something. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> that, but, it but it was pretty much a song. So what it was is like uh, they were making fun of Tracy Chapman's writing style, like basically that she had no real, you know. Uh, range in terms of yeah, writing, it was, it's, 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 it was just, a narrow, narrow vein. Yeah, it was just her writing, uh, singing about random shit or whatever. So what it was is Kim in her uh, apartment as Tracy Chapman trying to come up with a new hit song, and she decides to look outside her windows to look for inspiration, talking about life or whatever. Mm-hmm. She goes out one window. She says like a uh, uh, like old man got hit by a bus. Did I put up his neck? <laughs> yeah, uh, hustled down to welfare line. Had to pick up his chick. <laughs> Ambulance came, took him away, but it came for this hospital stay. Metal twisted and turned. There's a traffic jam and the bus is burned. And then there's a couple having an argument. I can't, I can't. Old man, old big Ben hit his wife. Just walking, picked up a butcher knife. <laughs> yeah, Ben don't look so tough no more. He's walking past coward like a little coward. <laughs> yeah. Miss Walker picked up a statue, knocked him in the head. Now he's our cold. Oh, oh, he's up again. <laughs> Thought he was gone, but now he's back. Miss Walker picked up a table, knocked him in the head. He's no longer able. <laughs> I write a fast song. The way I do it, I can never go wrong. I write a fast song. Just look out the window, see what's going on. <laughs> it was really funny. It was a funny little skit, man. Oh, it was killer, man. Yeah. But that's everything with, with In Living Color. Misery 2. That's another one. Misery too. Uh, that's another one with Rick James. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. when they when they make fun of misery. Yeah, and and then it's, it's it's making fun of misery, but it's also making fun of the incident that Rick James had where he kidnapped a woman, basically. <laughs> yeah. They had uh, so in the early nineties, late late eighties, early nineties, uh, Rick James had an incident where he had a party, and he he and his girlfriend at the time more or less kidnapped this woman and held her in their basement for a couple of days doing sex things to her. And uh, that, that... Cocaine's was, a hell of a drug. Yes, it is. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it got exposed and Rick James actually went to jail for it. And uh, 
And so they're making fun of that, and they're making fun of the movie Misery. So it's Rick James and the girl or whatever. He's like, uh, Mr. James, can I please go now? Uh, the party's over for a couple days now. Oh, there's another party going on, baby. And it's in my pants. <laughs> and like, uh, she's like, did I tell you how much I love super? Uh, how much I love your uh, singing career? Better than Tina Marie? <laughs> much better, much better. In fact, I love what MC Hammer did with your super freak. And that's when he snaps. <laughs> MC Hammer, you say MC Hammer? <laughs> Won't you just marry MC Hammer, Mrs. Walnut? <laughs> and I'll tell you something else. MC Hammer got cooties. <laughs> I don't think I want to be around you no more. And he leaves, and then like it's like some spend some music, and he comes back in like some music video style with a hammer. Don't say like Hammer, do you? <laughs> no. Yeah, you like Hammer. Yes, you do. <laughs> and then you do the thing with a reveal, and she had to send the block between her legs. It's Hammer time. <laughs> Take this, you, you, you drink stealing bitch. And not so, not so angle and shit. He's a very kinky girl. <laughs> Misery, too. He's a very funked up host. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. Okay, so let's see everything else here that we can. Oh, we, uh, we, we alluded to this last time, but we didn't actually get to it. The Pee Wee Herman thing. The Pee Wee Herman thing is great. Yeah, so Jim Carrey is Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Hi, boys and girls. Your Red Reed's been on another adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and what they're doing is they're making fun of another early 90s incident where beloved, <laughs> at the time, beloved television actor Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, was arrested in a porno theater in Sarasota, Florida mm-hmm. for masturbating in public. And... That apparently this is between the off seasons of the Pee Wee Herman show, so he grew his hair out and he had grew a beard out, so he was virtually unrecognizable. And look, and everybody kept saying he looked like Fu Manchu. <laughs> it was a horrible beard. It was a horrible like buckshot <laughs> that went all over the world because at the time he had the TV show Pee Wee's Playhouse on CBS, which was like super fucking popular. Dude, it's still popular. I know yeah, people yeah. watch it with their kids now. Yeah, exactly. And it is it's gonna resurgence now because it's on Netflix. Yep. But yeah, at the time it was a huge show. I remember I used to watch Pee Wee's Playhouse. I had a Pee Wee. Oh, Her- I did too. I had a Pee Wee Herman doll. Yeah, it was a huge Pee Wee Herman. My fan. brother destroyed it. and I've never forgiven him for it. But yeah, uh, fucking, I had a Pee Wee Herman doll. I had the whole works and shit. See that? That's even more indicative of Sonny. Yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike would never do that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's like, hey, boys and girls, your friend Pee Wee's been on a new adventure, so I like to give you a new and improved Pee Wee doll. <laughs> <laughs> and the Pee Wee doll he has is based on the mugshot, so he has the long hair and the <laughs> crazy beard. Yeah. The Phil Man Chew look. And now the new Pee Wee doll comes with Turbo Fist. <laughs> so that Pee Wee can be his drum. And the arm's like, ah, looking vibrating crazy. <laughs> What's craziest about it mm-hmm. overall is, I mean, well, first of all, you've got mm-hmm. to remember. Mm-hmm. For the poor bastard. Mm-hmm. This is pre-internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of options if that's what he was getting into, you know? True. Although, as big of a, as big of a star as he was... You can get a VCR. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we broke and we got a VCR. You can't get a VCR. <laughs> You're a movie star, mega millionaire. You can't get a fucking VCR go to the house? What's up? What, what was his name? Um, there was that uh, that other actor who, like... Six, seven years ago, he got busted at the porno house up here in uh, in Hollywood. Um, I think he played, if I remember, I think he played the boss in Anchorman at the at the news station. I think that's who it was. Fred War- it was Fred something. Yeah, I, you didn't hear about that one. No. 
Dude, I'll pull it up. We'll, we'll talk about it next week in the, uh, in the <laughs> breaking that news or yeah, dropping yeah, that yeah, news. <laughs> yeah, it's Fred something. Dropping that it's old not Fred Ward. News. It's not Fred Ward, but it's Fred something. Because I, I know that actor because he's been in a bunch of shit. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. Huge yeah. character actor. Yeah. It, it, you know what? Maybe there's just a select portion of the population. That's I, 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 don't, I don't remember that one. But yeah, like he, he said, Pee-wee can, be, Pee-wee can be just about anything except a bum rap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Pee-wee Herman, the new, the new Pee-wee Herman doll. And uh, Shame So Shame, we talked about that. Oh, well, we have not talked about, which is actually one of the first ones of A Living Color, The Wrath of Farrakhan. Yeah. Which, which almost sunk the, the first episode. That was a one-time skit, and it's actually one of the first three A Living Color skits pitched mm-hmm. ever. And basically what it is is a Wrath of Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan, which we are going to watch. Yep. Yeah, um, AJ hasn't watched it yet. I have. I love the movie. And uh, what it is, is it has the Star Trek crew. Jim Carrey is uh, Captain Kirk. They have uh, David Allen Greer as Spock. They have uh, Kim Wayans as Uhura. They have uh, some random Asian actor as Sulu. <laughs> and, uh, like, uh, Captain, we're getting a warning. Like, uh, something about intergalactic oppressors, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, Captain, there's an intruder on the bridge. And then it comes in and it's Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. <laughs> like, who are you? Ah, and it's Damon Wayans as Louis Farrakhan. I am the minister, Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> It's like, uh, who is he? Uh, uh, Spock, who is he? A former Calypso singer, Captain. And now the leader. <laughs> yeah, he was a former Calypso singer. I know, I know. Yeah. That's why it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, now known as a leader of the Nation of Islam. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. Now leader of a 20th century sect known as the Nation of Islam. And he has a, a, a Muslim brothers are like, uh, uh, incense, bean pie, my brother. No. <laughs> right. Why are you here? I have come to warn your crew, warn your crew of their enslavement aboard this vessel. Enslavement, that's poppycock. These people are free to do anything they like. <laughs> and you're like, uh, Mr. Sulu, get us out of here. Oh, Mr. Sulu, let me answer me a question. Who does the laundry around here? I do. <laughs> Mr. Sulu, you call me Buddhahead and pie face in front of everybody. Well, come on. You, I mean, you take all the women. You take the ugly ones, Captain. My loins are about to explode. I want to do the nasty. Yes, that's right. Rise up, rise up. And then horror, call Starfleet now. Yes, Captain. Oh, my Nubian princess. <laughs> How low we have sunken. I watch the show every week, and all I ever see is the back of your nappy wig. <laughs> Ahura, Starfleet now. No, wait a second. He's right. I've been sitting here for 15 years with this damn thing in my ear and I got one raise yet. <laughs> Is that all I do for? To do your little beauty dirt work or be your occasional chocolate fantasy? <laughs> He's a, he's a shh. <laughs> now get up your flat butt and call Starfleet your damn self because I ain't budging. Preach on, Reverend. Preach on. <laughs> and then he, 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 uh, uh, Kirk tries to hit him with a phaser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get away from here. Your weapons are puny against me. <laughs> you cannot harm me. My people have survived 400 years of slavery. Slave, yeah. 200 years of apartheid. Apartheid. And 25 years of the Jeffersons and syndication. <laughs> and Spock said, Spock, we have to pull together. Why do you say we, Kokozoit? It's very clear that Mr. Farrakhan is right. Spock, are you out of your Vulcan mind? <laughs> well, logically speaking, Captain... I am the strongest and most intelligent member of this crew, yet I'm only second in command. I should be captain. <laughs> I'm also a better director than you. 
<laughs> in reference to start the Star Trek yeah. movies, because like the la- <laughs> um, the dope ones of the eighties is like a trilogy. It was mm-hmm. Star Trek two through four were directed by Leonard Nimoy, and mm-hmm. they were great. Five was directed by William Shatner. He was shit. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So yeah, there's a, a metal reference there, and then he finally he's just like you know he does the famous con like Farrakhan, <laughs> and then like go to your room. He just runs out, <laughs> and Louis Farrakhan's like, "Oh, I love it when I do that to them." <laughs> he takes the captain chair. Nubian sister, uh, take us to Sylvia Soul who shack make reservations. <laughs> I'm in the mood for some blackened whitefish. <laughs> Mr. Sulu, what will you have? Sylvia. <laughs> right on my horny Asian brother. What factor five? Destination 125th Street. <laughs> that was such a great skit, man. Yeah. Oh, Ted Turner's colorized classics. <laughs> oh, God. Jim Carrey as Ted Turner. Talking about you know because they at the time they yeah, had Turner classic, classic movies. movies yeah and they like the they were uh, getting on Ted Turner for the bastardization of these films uh, basically colorizing them and they're like it's not supposed to be colorized it's supposed to be black and white you know the whole getting down right and he's like I don't give a fuck I own them I can do what I fuck with <laughs> yeah, them exactly <laughs> yeah and he's like and he actually does that in the skit like uh <laughs> and some people are not uh, keen on <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so funny because Ted, because he, he has, he has a turn, great tur- yeah, Ted Turner, Turner with, with the T. Yeah. And, uh, and some people's artistic sensibility. <laughs> but they're mine. <laughs> and I do whatever I want with them. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so here tonight, we're going to show one of our colorized classics. And I hope you like it. It's called Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Casablanca. But instead of Humphrey Bogart, it's Billy D. Williams. <laughs> so the colorization that they're referring to in the fucking uh, skits is not, you know, turning them into color in terms of, like, black and white to color, right. but, like, having the white actors replaced by black actors. <laughs> so it's Billy D. Williams in the bar playing Rick. He's like, well, the gin joints in the world, she had to walk a big booty in the mine. <laughs> and I really love that girl. And why not? She's the only woman in the world who's as pretty as me. <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> yo, Stevie, play it again instead of Sam and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> you must be in my lips. I kiss his, kiss, kiss. I'm fine. I'm fine. Phenomenal, phenomenal things apply. It's time goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking hilarious. He said, next time, join us next time, we'll have Citizen Kane starring Jimmy Walker. <laughs> and I think you would agree. It's dynamite. <laughs> and then they did another one. They only did two of them, I believe. And the second one was uh, they did a re- recreation of The Kid with Charlie Chaplin. Oh, right. But it was Red Fox. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's like, and it's, and I the whole thing, that one. And the whole thing about it is it's silent. <laughs> so, like, you just see Red Fox. Doing, it's Damon Wayans and Red Fox. And then it was Damon Wayans and Red Fox. It had... Esther and Emmanuel Lewis was the kid, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like basically uh, the whole the whole thing is like uh, Red Fox is this huckster who's trying to go to the welfare office to claim all his claim this kid his his, and then they have the idea of having the kid come in as different kids like <laughs> with different disguises and shit, and and, and Esther is the one at the welfare office like uh, you some fishy here you fish eyed demon like you can see the, the dialogue saying right. that shit. <laughs> it's, it's really great man Ted Turner's colorized classics let's see if there's anything else here 
Nah, most of the other shit is like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Lost Skit. Have you ever seen that one? No, I don't think so. Bolt forty five. Oh yes, I have seen this. Bolt forty five. Yes, 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 yes. So this, yeah, because I forgot they cut it because they they yeah. thought it was too. Uh, it was too edgy. much. <laughs> it was way too much. So in uh, May fifth, nineteen ninety, they broadcast. An episode of Living Color with a oh skit called Bolt 45, basically making fun of the Billy Dee Williams Colt 45 commercial. And it's like, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> premium bulk <bump> beverage <laughs> works every time. You know that shit. <laughs> yeah. So he, Billy Dee Williams had a Colt 45 commercial, so they did Bolt 45, which is like uh, this ghetto-ass woman. Billy Dee Williams is in his house. He's like, yo, stylized. Uh, has some Bolt 45. The woman is super ghetto. She but drink- he's, he's supposed to be like, you know, the original most interesting man in the world. Yeah, but if she drinks the Bull 45 super quick and eventually passes out. Well, she she drinks a whole six-pack of them. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, she falls on this table <laughs> unconscious. And then, like, you see uh, Keaton Avalanche's character get on top of her as if, the, it, as if to insinuate he's about to have sex with this drunken woman. And uh, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people got on that because the city is. But they they claim they were trying to endorse date rape. That's really what it was. And then the funny part about it is, like, they, they initially was cut already, but Keenan accidentally mixed up the masters and the original. <laughs> yeah, it only aired the once. Now you can you can find it on iTunes or not iTunes, uh, YouTube if you look for it. Yeah, and then uh, since then, when they go into syndication, when that particular episode, they replaced it with the Exxon family. With Jim Carrey oh, playing yeah, the Exxon yeah, yeah, captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's what the skit is supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's basically most of the skits themselves. That pretty much covers part two of Homie Don't Play That. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, man. And we got through uh, basically all of them, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like I said, we were going to go into like some uh, facts about the cast moves, but it's a little late. You know what I'm saying? And freaking like... I think we've covered most of the. Yeah, I think we. I think we got the the biggest pieces. Yeah. And besides, we don't want to give you everything because um, you know, we can't really talk about it again. Yeah, we can't blow our load. <laughs> 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 I just said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I said, we really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we had. This is like I said, this is our first part two. Yeah, first we're part two. Very proud of that, man. And uh, as far as our next show next week, I think we're probably going to have a poll. Uh, like, would you want to do another one of these, like, singled out? Just, yeah. yeah. one. Yeah, just, I, like, I like doing single single topics. Yeah, so we'll do another single topic. And I want to do a watch-along for Black History Month because it's coming up. <laughs> one, at least one. And I'm going to pick a certain amount of, certain uh, number of movies that we can watch. I'm, and we'll watch one. Yeah, okay. I'm on board. All right, cool. So we'll find out what the single subject is <laughs> next week. I'm, I'm thinking... Okay, so we've done TV shows. Uh, we've done TV spinoffs. We've done Living Color. What do you think would be another good subject? Like, you want to do, like, a single character? We could do a single character, or we could uh, we could go genre. Okay. Hmm. Like, the best of, like, what are, you, what are our favorites of this particular genre? Yeah, we could come with some genres for, for people to uh, to pull up. Something that's got some history behind it. I mean, you could you could do anything. Like, if you want to do gangster movies, right? You mm. could throw in. You could do, like, Scarface. You could do oh, Godfather. You okay. could do Casino. Like, like, ni- like, like niche movies. Yeah, okay. something that's niche. Something beyond comedy, but something that gets a little more specific or beyond ah, drama. Like, something you. like that. So. I got you. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. we do, like... We do like '80s sex comedies or ga- '90s 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 uh, gangster movies or like that kind of thing. Yeah, and we'll we'll go with something on there. Let people vote, and then whatever which one they they decide they want to go with, we can do a deep dive on it. Sounds good to me. All right, that's what's up. 
All right, folks. So uh, this has been another edition of Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. And I'm AJ. And we hope you folks have a good night, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Dropping That Culture. 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 Dropping that culture.